Welcome all to episode 10 of the Geekishly Toku podcast. We've made it 10 episodes, and two of them were less watches. <laughs> well, technically it'd be uh, 12 episodes, maybe? What do you mean? Well, this is the 10th normal episode. You got episode 0 and 8 and a half. Oh, yeah, so it technically would be... Oh, see, now we're just going the doctor route here. But, but, this is the 10th regular episode. Yeah. Anyway, still, technically, as far as Doctor Who goes, Peter Capaldi is the, like, quote-unquote, actual 10th Doctor. Because the War Doctor, they don't really count as one. He's and then you have eight and a half, which you could kind of say yeah. would be 10 2. Yes. <laughs> I think you're getting your numbers off again, though. You just, did you say Capaldi or did you say Tenet? I said Capaldi would be the technical 10th Doctor. Technically. Mm, no, because if you, take a, if you take away... Well, if you, if you keep, like, the regenerations... Okay. And... But you, like, I say, like, the War Doctor... Getting into wait, no, tec- and oh, you no, just disappeared. Smith would have been... Te- the technical tenth doctor. If you if you keep ten two and the war doctor in there, but you don't count them as like quote unquote legitimate doctors, you'd still have twelve. Want to know how? Because oh, one, yeah, two, would. three, Never four, mind. five, six, seven, eight, eight and a half, nine, ten, ten and a half, eleven, twelve. Okay, we're gonna have to. Yeah, yeah we're. No, I I got you. I got you. So. Intro again? No. Now we just got off on it. No? We're just going to leave it? We're going. We're going. Okay. Yeah, cool. things are just happening. This episode... Uh, apologies ahead of time. This episode is going to be just so rampant of just random things. I'm in the middle of eating dinner. Uh, we've got, like, nothing to talk about. Like, like spoiler alert, the tokusatsu section is Dino Charge, Deca Recap, and then talking about superhero time. That's it. <laughs> and it's not even that much of a, t- a DECA recap, for that matter, because I yeah. don't remember crap. Yeah. I have a horrible memory. Um, so I'm, uh, we're going to go right into the geek stuff. I'm going to get my thing out of the way, and then probably let Sean talk for like 10, 15 minutes for himself. Um, so that way you can eat, yeah. Yeah, so I can finish eating. Um, <laughs> so what you eating? Cheeseburger and Ooh. french fries. That's what I had for dinner last night and for lunch today. Wow. School food? No. I live at home. Leftover. Well, I, f- I thought maybe you had the, the cheeseburger, like, at school. If I did, I would have gone to the Carl's Jr. on campus. Oh, that's that would have been better. Man, I hate you living in California. <laughs> Only in California would you have a Carl's Jr. on a college campus. And a Panda Express. And a Juice It Up truck. Jesus. <sighs> Can, do you and then you got still an extra room open? I mean, like, do you, would would you mind kicking your brother out and I can like share the room with you? He's still a minor. Oh. Can't kick him out yet. I'd Damn. be the one getting the boot if anyone was getting kicked out. Oh well, I tried. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the first thing is I'm not going to talk about it too much because Sean did is we gonna... introduce ourselves? We didn't introduce ourselves. I'm John. He's Sean. Anyway, the first thing I want to talk about no relation. If yeah. you get that joke, congratulations. If you didn't. No Go watch Psych. Actually, the way I got it from uh, Animaniacs. 
I think that's what it's from. No relation. No, it was from it's from a show from the nineties. I know it is. Well, I, I yeah. know it Psych is. Psych did it with I'm Sean, he's Sean, no relation. Yeah. Cause I, I remember I was watching a show and they had like the same last name, like I'm so and so, I'm so and so, no relation. But I can't remember the show. Oh, that's gonna bug me. I may look it up while you're talking. Um Go. But yes, the first thing I want to talk about is a show called Blind Spot. Now, I don't endorse a lot of television shows because I don't watch a lot of television shows because I think television is basically dying out. Um, but this show, I'm watching it because um, it has Ashley Johnson in it. Um, if you know, if you've seen the trailer, she's the blonde who was like pointing to the tattoos on the X-ray or the, like the the like the X-ray machine type thing. Um, she was also the waitress from the Avengers movie. Um, but that's I'm the reason. I'm just gonna watch it for Lady Sif. Or her, yeah. The combination of the two makes it good. It's Lady freaking Sif. Yeah, essentially naked. Hair. And essentially naked, covered in tattoos. And kicking ass. So basically a suicide girl. Mm, not really. No? Okay. Um, but if you've seen the trailer, the premise is Lady Sif's character, who's currently only known as Jane Doe, and I'm calling her Lady Sif because I can't remember the actress's name, um, and she's in a duffel bag, and this bomb dude's showing up, and he's like, I don't know what it is, and it starts moving, and they pull a gun on her, and she's like, oh my god, I don't know where I am, I don't know what I'm doing, and then they just like cut to the opening. Um, essentially that was the trailer was like the like the first shot of the episode um, after that it's essentially like a cop drama but with with the the whole mystery around the tattoos and how is that going to come into play to how she ended up in the duffel bag who put her in the duffel bag why did they erase her memory um the show goes into deep. Like I said, I'm not going to do spoilers because he's got it on the DVR, waiting. You got it on the. You're waiting to watch it, or you're waiting to record it. Waiting to record a rerun. Basically, okay. It's going to rerun on like three different channels. Yeah, the whole reason weekend. I'm the whole reason I'm watching this is it all goes back to Critical Role, the D and D thing on Geek and Sundry because Ashley Johnson is on there, and she had to stop doing Critical Role because she had to go to New York to shoot Blind Spot. And that was three months ago? Three, four months ago? Something like that? Um, so that's the reason. I, I'm watching it because I wanted to see why she left. You're like, is this going to be a good show or not? And it is a good show. Like, like, a cop, like I said, there's a cop, it's definitely a cop drama, but there's some mystery behind it. It's like obviously. the other two newer shows that I that I'm starting to watch them, both of them based off of movies though, but they're kind of cop dramas, and they're actually fun. It's weird to have a fun cop drama again, hmm. because again, the only reference I have is Psych, and it's not even a cop drama; it's a cop dramedy. It's like if you took Brooklyn Nine Nine, made it funnier, got rid of Andy Samberg, and wow. added a psychic pineapple. If you added, if you took away Andy Samberg from anything, that just makes everything ten times better, including the Emmys. 
I didn't watch them. Boom! I watched it at my girlfriend's house. I don't. I don't watch any award show because it's all a bunch of shit anyway. Yeah, you know. But so yeah, it does sound like it would be a fun show. Like yeah. the other two shows I mentioned, which if you haven't watched them, go and watch all three of them because they're actually like fun cop dramas, which is really weird to say. I mean, two of them are based off of movies, so if you know the movies, you'll know the TV show better. But the TV shows get you, uh, they catch you up to speed real quick. Though the Minority Report, you won't be seeing Tom Cruise in it. Bradley Cooper in Limitless, on the other hand, shows up in the first episode. And he's going to show up again some other time in the future. Hmm. So CBS has a little bit of star power. Like, I I haven't actually watched... Those movies, like I, I've no, I knew their minority, minority Report is a movie, but I, I didn't see it. <clears throat> like currently, I have no really interest in seeing that show or Limitless. Like I'm not saying they're horrible shows. It's just nothing is like piqued by interest to be like, yeah, maybe I'll watch it. It looks good. So, well, Limitless has the comedy factor that I missed. It has a little bit of the comedy factor, and then Minority Report has that psychic factor that I've been missing in my cop shows. (laughs) It also has a bit of humor because of how awkward the main character is. But that's basically it. And Minority Report does follow up after Cotham, so that was a good like segue from from an opening, a season opening that was actually surprisingly good. Like I gave a I gave Gotham a lot of shit. We all do, um, because most of the first season was unentertaining. Like the first season, most of the first season of Shield. Shield had that same problem. Yeah, it's just Clark Gregg was naturally the only reason why I stuck through. Don't know why I stuck through Gotham. I honestly I really think don't Clark, know. I, I honestly think Clark Gregg was the whole reason why everybody stuck through season one of Agents of Shield. Yeah, no, it, it it's the mainly the main reason. But Gotham, it started off quite strong. Like, I mean, it showed us the villains we got last season and how they've changed over the couple months that it's been since the last we saw of them. Um, I mean, it's just leading. Like, it's actually plot based, and you you. It's kind of hard to explain, but things are looking better this season than last season which is really good because it kind of hit the ground but didn't start running. It was the one DC show that kind of just fell flat on its face from the get go well, Flash fun. took Flash took off at lightning speed Arrow tripped over itself a few times in season 1. Constantine was great from the get go but got cut off at the last second. NBC and even I Zombie started off interesting. You and, know, I I actually thought of something. Huh. It's kind of curious how Constantine was canceled on NBC. Yet Flash and Arrow were not canceled on CW. Now, in my head, it should have been the other way around. Because CW really doesn't have that much going for it. 
And then well, all that's of the reason sudden, why they're keeping the shows is because CW doesn't have anything going for it. Which they don't. Also, which also ta- typically cancel shows. Which also begs the question: CW and NBC are owned by the same company, Universal. So why didn't they go? It didn't really take off on NBC. Let's put it on a you know a a block with Arrow and Flash. <coughs> Supernatural. <laughs> um, sorry, what? Supernatural. Yeah. I don't that show supernatural. because they're too close in concepts people would start th- I think we've discussed this before but some people would be thinking that Constantine is pulling from supernatural when really it's the other way around because one of them was established in the 70s well but which kind of goes back to the idiots ruin it for everything else and also, CW is not picking up any more DC comic book shows for the time being. They were set on Legends of Tomorrow and iZombie, Flash, and Arrow. Those four shows rounding it out. And CW's like, sorry, uh, go find somewhere else for that show. And it just bums me out, but you know what? We get to see him at least one more time. And if that episode does well, and it gets enough of a fan buzz, we'll see him more and more. And he might just end up becoming a recurring character. And then... You hope he does. Oh, fingers crossed. <laughs> because Matt Ryan's Matt Ryan's portrayal is probably the best portrayal of that character out of the two. Because the only other one's Keanu Reeves. And we all know how that turns out. Dude, I need to fight these demons and stuff. It's Keanu Reeves. You don't need to see the movie to know how bad it was. The movie's not bad, it's just it's not what I expected. It's like it's, it's like it's like an M. Night Shalomalan movie. You don't need to see the movie to know it's gonna flop. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> like it, it's it's those type of things where after a period of time, you think someone would have said, "Look, you haven't had a successful movie in like Since twenty the Matrix. years." Well, I, this is this is to both Shalomalan and Keanu Reeves. But you haven't had a successful movie in like twenty years. I think it's time you walk away and let somebody else try and take a shot. Yeah, <laughs> but you know. Keanu, I mean, like, Keanu Reeves is known for just being monotone, and he just kind of goes through the movie and does something. And then you have Shalomalan, who takes a fantastic actor and brings him down to the most mediocre piece of crap ever. Well, with Keanu, it's he's basically just Ted from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. That's how he plays every character. Yeah. Dude. I need to save the Matrix and stuff. <laughs> because I am the one. Which, if you mess around the letters a bit, spell out Neo. Wow. I must stop these demons and bring Lucifer back. Because I need to save my soul. Because this angel's a douchebag. Like, I don't normally say if I could go back in time, I would do this, that, or the other thing. But that would be, like, one of the things I would do. Is go back and be like, do not get Keanu Reeves to play this character. <laughs> he is going to bring the entire franchise down. <laughs> well, you know, that's why we didn't see a WB movie for a little while. Uh, a, well, DC, 
a DC movie yeah. made like, by WB at least. Like the the only other time I think I would ever go back in time and tell someone to not hire someone as a character is the Doctor Who people to not get Eccleston. That is the only other time. Like everybody, it's like because it's funny because I always go back to it. People don't like Eccleston; they like the Ninth Doctor. And people say I like his portrayal, and I'm like, no, you just like the character. You like the 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 character building that went along with him. You like the way the character was in the show, and that was the way it was written. You yep. can say Eccleston did a good job at it. But that doesn't mean nobody else could have done the same thing. Well, yeah. And before we get off topic, we got to go back to Gotham. Because we can leave that Doctor Who discussion for a little later. <laughs> because... Tangents. Yeah, tangents. But, I mean, they're kind of necessary this time around because we don't <laughs> have much to talk about. I but like, I don't want to get off too far. Like, I, I, It gets to the point where I kind of want to add like another T of the podcast, the, G- the, the GTTP, the Geekishly Toku Tangent Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that, that might be a rebranding issue for another time. But going back to Gotham, I mean, I kind of already knew this was going to happen with the series, but it looks like we're going to get the Court of Owls, which, for those of you who don't know, it's kind of a recent development in the Batman mythos. And these people are basically a bunch of people in owl masks who run Gotham from the underground. Basically like the Illuminati, as some conspiracy theorists would say. Um, reading it, uh, The Court of Owls is a secret society that controlled Gotham City behind the scenes for centuries and is deeply connected with the Wayne family. Hmm. Which... Yeah. It was introduced only, you know, four years ago in Batman number one. um, In 2011's Batman number one. And the night... And they've been referenced here and there. And there was a direct-to-home video animated feature, Batman vs. Robin, that sort of addressed it, uh, the Court of Owls. But we're not going to see this for a little while longer. Um, just yet. Because if you've been keeping up with Gotham, there's one character that I think might be part of the Court of Owls, and he's the guy that sort of breaks everyone out of out of Arkham. At least that's my theory. Um, that was shown in the trailer, and that's not really spoiling anything for you guys. Um, but also, it looks like we might be getting another um, lesbian love interest for Barbara. Barbara. <laughs> so that... Was she, interesting. Is, is the character a lesbian? She's bi. Aha. We well, have, let's, let's hope they actually say that. Well, no, they've addressed it last season. They've addressed it a few times. Because um, one of the cops in the uh, vice unit, or major crimes, uh, Detective Montoya, was a former lover of Barbara. 
So her and Barbara have a thing, and then she meets Jim, and then once she leaves Jim, she goes back to back to the other detective for a little bit before going off on her own. And then the events of the rest of the season of Gotham happens, and now she's slightly crazy. And by slightly, I mean a lot. They couldn't have made a normal bisexual person. Well, she was normal, and then she met the ogre. The ogre tortured her. Ah. He's the Christian. He was the Christian Grey of Gotham. Fun. I'm sad I even know that reference. And she kills her parents. Yeah, it's a little insane. Because she was in love with the ogre. <sighs> so she's in Arkham, blah blah blah, gets broken out, and blah blah blah. But we'll see how that all plays out, because in the end, someone gets married to Jim. And whether it's the mortician or Barbara remains to be seen because we do know he has a child named Barbara Gordon who ends up becoming the first bad girl etc 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 if you've been following Batman for any length of time you kind of know who's who at least <laughs> basically his, his daughter who will be played in the future by Alicia Silverstone <laughs> probably probably <laughs> <sighs> Oh, and we also got the Batcave, or at least a teased version of the Batcave. Hmm. Because um, at the end of the season, Bruce finds like the secret passage in his dad's uh, study, and then there's a a door that has a keypad, and uh, Bruce ends up blowing it up, and later is told that the password was in fact his name. Of course. <laughs> And he's like, oh, well, I blew it up with fertilizer. Uh, oh, with the help of uh, the doctor's son. I didn't know the doctor had a son. J- uh, John Pertwee, the one of the doctor's actors. His son, Sean Pertwee, Pertwee is um, Alfred. I was making a Doctor Who reference. <laughs> it's like, well, I know the doctor of, has a daughter. For those of you who did not know that fact... <laughs> but also you could say the same thing about um, Gordon I mean uh, Ben McKenzie was in a bunch of soap operas prior to being in Gotham or he's one <laughs> so it does Gotham season 2 does seem to look better than season 1 and I fingers crossed that it lives up to it like, I, I hope it gets better for your sake and the fans' sake, but it's still something I, I'm not going to watch because Batman. It's also a crime procedural, and most people are kind of sick of crime procedurals. I don't even care about crime procedurals. I just talked about Blind Spot, and it's essentially the same thing. But, like, it's just, like I said, it's just Batman. I've given my point on Batman, why I don't like Batman, and the whole Batman franchise, so I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> but you know why. Yeah. By any chance, did we ever mention Nickelodeon's going to launch the Splat block? We didn't. I didn't oh. really know if it was newsworthy, because they've tried it before. Well, for those of you who don't know, old cartoons are going to be back on TV, 
Fingers crossed it might actually work. And if it does, we'll talk about it more. Yeah. If not, then disregard this entire message as we go on to our next topic about furry little creatures that attack each other. This message will now self-destruct. <laughs> Alright. So, for those of you who've been paying attention to anything on my newsfeed, or any time I've made a post about this, I'm actually quite excited for Pokemon Go. Um, it's a phone app. It's one of those AR GPS games where you go around and you go to specific points and you do stuff on the map. But you like have to physically go. Created by the same guys who make Ingress, which is a similar type of game where you go around to places and do stuff. Um, they're an offshoot of Google and they were the ones supposedly behind the April Fool's Day um, catch-em-all on Google Maps. I was going to bring that up, because it's essentially the same thing, isn't it? Except Pokemon Go is a little bit more sophisticated. It's way more sophisticated. Um, I actually caught all of the Pokemon, but didn't fill out the application stuff necessary in time to get my official Pokemon Master business cards. <laughs> which really pisses me off, because... Yeah. I could have that. That could have been awesome for nerd cred or whatever. Well, because th the one thing about Pokemon Go that I am, I I th I think is a flaw, is if there's a Pokemon and a lot of people go to do it, you could have a twelve year old go to do it, and then a jackass twenty five year old go do it, and then the twenty five year old like intimidates the twelve year old or something like that, and makes a twelve year old run away, and it's like that's a little. Like, extreme. Like, we're gonna hear people, like, getting beat up over this kind of crap. Yeah, I think they're gonna take the precautions and make it so that if you go to a specific location, in a specific geographic area, say, like, in a five-mile radius from my house, I can go and catch a Badoof. And anywhere in that five-mile radius, Badoofs will just appear out of nowhere. I hope it's like that, because I mean, like, when I watched the trailer and there were, like, the, like, hundred people in Times Square trying to catch a Mewtwo, and I'm like, wait, so they all catch Mewtwo because they were there? No. It should be, oh, hey, everybody throws a Pokeball. Now it does a random number generator, and whoever gets it, gets it. Except fights would break out over that. Well, see, again, like, like I, I hate to be like, you know, I, I, I will admit I tend to be a pessimist, like, 95% of the time. But, you know, I'm also thinking this in a logical standpoint. There's going to be a lot of bad press that comes from this. Because you're going to have, you know, so-and-so beats up so-and-so over this. Assault charges imminent. And it's, you know, Pokemon Go and how they wanted to catch a Pokemon somebody else wanted. You know, but to avoid that, they said, no, as long as you're there and you help, you get the Pokemon too. And I'm like, that's dumb, though. Because that doesn't happen. Like, you want to make this, like, as close to in-game as possible? Then you have to do that. Like, you have someone, like, if I showed up and I start fighting a Bidoof, and then you show up 30 seconds later, it should not be... You join that fight. It should be a whole new one shows up for you to fight. 
But so it would be instant. It would be instant. It would yeah. be like an instant in an MMO. Yeah, but obviously, because then you would also have to ask the question for like um, rare ones, like legendaries. Like if you come, if if I show up and I'm battling an Articuno, do you show up to fight another Articuno, or do you battle the same one? And is there only one in the entire system? Because in, not, the po- in the Pokemon in the Pokemon world, there was only one Articuno. There's not only going to be one. It's going to be, like, everyone will have a chance to catch the Pokemon. Um, it's not just going to be at one location. It's probably going to be randomized. Especially with, like, the big event. Like, I'm going to say that it's going to leave the big, like, legendaries, like Mewtwo or the event legendaries. They're going to be saved for, like, specific events. So if you go to this event and partake in it, you could get this Pokemon. See, I feel or get like the opportunity to fight the Pokemon. See, yeah, I feel it should like you, in the real world. You should get the opportunity to catch it. It should not be. I'm gonna like say, for example, they did it at New York Comic Con, and like, hey, you go to New York Comic Con. Do you have a Pokemon Go and the app and all of that stuff? Great. You'll have somewhere in the vicinity. You will have a chance to catch Mew. If you're there, you have you will be able to battle it and have a chance to catch it. But it should not be, show up to this location, you can join people in fighting Mew to catch Mew, and everybody gets him. Because that, to, to me, that's not in the spirit of the game. It's not in the spirit of Pokemon. Like, if it was like, hey, show up to this, you know, section of New York Comic Con to have a chance to catch a Pikachu. That's different, because there's a crap ton of Pikachu in the world. Whereas if it's a legendary, like Mew, Mewtwo, Articuno, Legendary Bird, whatever, it should be there's one. Or, you know, you there's 790 other Pokemon that we're yeah. not going to list because that would take three days. Yeah, it's like, it's like if it's going to be a legendary, there should be one. If someone wants to trade it, they can trade it. But there should be one. And if someone's like, well, that's not fair. That's the way it would be in the real Pokemon world. There's one Articuno. If you catch it, consider yourself one lucky dude. Or do that, whatever. Well, the problem with that that is, it's not their goal is to reach as wide of an audience as possible with this. So it's going to be more of the if people show up to an event, they'll get the Pokemon regardless, like it is in the like real Pokemon game. Because if you go to an event, you're you were just given the event Pokemon. I, I would know because I actually went to a Toys R Us back in the day when Toys R Us had these events. I mean, see, they still do. And I got a Mew in my Fire Red game. See, I I, I feel like that's... I, I, you know, it's maybe, maybe some people might think it's contradicting, but I feel like that's different because when you get that, it's in your own personal game. Sure, you can, like I said, sure, you can trade it and blah, blah, blah. You could do that in Pokemon Go as well. But when you get that legendary, it's for your own individual game, your own individual Pokemon world, to trade among your own games. But Pokemon Go in itself is like one game. It is one game. Everybody is playing the single game. So for them to all of a sudden say, 30 people show up to catch a Mewtwo, they all get a Mewtwo. To me, that's just wrong. Well... Because you're still going to have a lot of people that aren't going to be able to get it. So why not just make it be a legendary? 
Like, hey, this person caught a legendary, you know, legendary Articuno. Holy crap, that person's great. That's awesome. You know, and it's it, it's it's essentially going to be a game in itself. And I feel if they just hand out stuff, it's like participation trophies at games. Hey, you show it up, great. Here's a trophy. Well, here's the thing. It's not going to be a one-time thing for each Pokemon, though. For the legendaries, it's going to be probably on a cycle, so that way everyone can get it, even if you were a new player at that time or not, or an old player. See, I, I, like, see, I, I feel like this is the reason why that I'm not going to do it. It's because they're not just they're not trying to make it like Pokemon. They're just trying to be like, hey... You remember that game you used to play when you were younger? Well, now you can kind of play it while you walk around and do stuff. It's got no reason to do it, but, you know, you can still, you know, go out and catch a Pikachu and have fun with it. Yeah, and the and the thing is, we really have no idea what it's going to be like. It's not going to be like what it is in the trailer. Well, That's no, for obviously. Sure. You're not just going to walk up, you're going to hold your phone up, and there's like a Pikachu on the screen. Yeah, so... It doesn't really have a set release date, at least in the U.S. and U.K. There were some sites saying November 20th, but for a project like this, it seems like that trailer came out too soon. Oh, yeah. For it to be in November. If anything, it's going to live up to the 2016 release date that it's been publicized by legitimate sources. It's kind of like why I don't understand why people put out trailers for movies that come out, like, next year. Like, hey, look at this trailer for this awesome movie. But you can't see it until December of next year. And it's like, why Teasers. show the trailer now? Teasers. I, I, I get that. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, it's marketing. Marketing for what? It's to show, it's to show the consumer that the product is still being made. Instead well, of... Obviously, people are going to know it's still being made. I mean, as, until, in my opinion, until something comes out and says, you know, like with Pacific Rim. We had the Pacific Rim news about how you know, the production on it was, um, uh, crap, what was the word? Halted? Yeah, it was like halted indefinitely. We saw that. Before then, we think, okay, Pacific Rim, we saw, was being made. It is currently being made. And then all of a sudden... No, Pacific Rim 2 is no longer being made currently. It is halted indefinitely. Okay, that kind of sucks, but oh well. You know, like, you know, Batman vs. Superman. We know it's happening. We don't need a teaser trailer. We don't need pictures. We don't need any of that. We know it's being made currently. It's just knowledge. Yeah. So to put out a teaser trailer... It's to build hype as well. It's to build more hype than there already was. It's to draw in more of an audience... It's to get more people's butts opening night. Well, see, you can do that. I mean, like, if you're going to... I mean, like, I'm not saying, like, if your movie opens Christmas next December, you don't have to start teasing it in, like, August. I'm not saying that. You know, but if, you know, if it comes out December next year and you're teasing it in August of this year... What's the point? You're going to put out like a 10 second teaser trailer where it's like, you know, it's the Batman costume. Batman vs. Superman. Dun dun. And that's it. Really? What did that accomplish? We saw the Batman suit. Well, obviously, it's going to be a Batman vs. Superman movie. We knew that was going to happen. It's just sort of, it's irrelevant into the grand scheme of things. 
and and wasting money and wasting time and effort to put that together and put it out there could have been spent doing something else. I don't know. There's some specific marketing logic to go along with it, and I honestly don't know. It's not my area of expertise. So, I mean, I could talk to some people who work sort of in the industry and what they think on the whole teaser trailer thing. But that's a topic for the next time I actually talk to someone about that. (laughs) But I'm excited for Pokemon Go because I I haven't played a legit Pokemon game, like any of the newer ones, since the DS era. And even... Like it was the beginning half of the DS era. Yeah. I mean, every now and again, I'll go back and play Pokemon Emerald because I just love Pokemon Emerald and I love my team. I mean, this Pikachu that I have has been—I've cloned it, so it 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 was in my other games, but it's been with me since Ruby or Sapphire, and I've carried it between all all the games in the Game Boy, transferred it over to the. I even transferred it over to the GameCube games and transferred one over to the DS games. Hmm. I named him Sparky after the Pikachu named Sparky in the anime. Yeah. But also because of the connection that I have with it. And on a one-on-one fight with Red, I beat his Pikachu with my Pikachu. Nice. So suck it, Red. I've named a few Pikachu Sparkies in the past. So... Um, the last Pokemon game I played, I think, was Black. Yeah, that was around the same time I stopped. Yeah. It's just, and... for, for me, it's like, it's just the same game. It really is. Like, I like sports games, but... I hate sports games. Well, I, like, oh I, I like sports games. I don't play them anymore because I don't have a console, but if I did, I'd probably play like Madden or an, an NFL game or a baseball game. After that, it's just eh. But, like, Pokemon, again, has just been the same game since Red and Blue. Or Green, whatever the heck you want to call it. Red, Blue. It was Blue here in the States. Green in Japan. Um, So, I mean, like... I've always said, like, one of the biggest... It's the same journey. Yeah. It's it's the same journey, but it's a different means of getting there each time. There's a new mechanic or a new story element or this that and the other and it's i mean there's a there's a new evil team trying to take down the world or do something like yeah one in particular was trying to free pokemon from their pokeballs yeah because you know reasons that was, that was very peta esque and they didn't do it again i mean the i'm watching a let's play in a fan made game but that's because yeah, it's a fan-made Link, game Linkara that involves Linkara's doing one, but I'm watching another oh, one. Um, it's a the Light Platinum. It takes place in a completely different region, and it has all the protagonists from the other games, including the Ranger series. Like Ash is there, Red's there, Silver's or yeah, Silver's there, Diamond I d- I and did, the two Rangers. I did play Pokemon Ranger. That was a pretty cool series. That and the Dungeon ones. Yeah. Those are cool. I mean, really, the only Pokemon game I'm playing now is Pokemon Shuffle, which is really just a... It's kind of like Pokemon Troze, except it's more of a you pick one piece. It's like 
kind of like Bejeweled, kind of like Candy Crush, kind of not. It's a match three or more yeah. kind of game, but then at the end, you take down the Pokemon, and then you throw a Pokeball to catch it. And its catch rate varies on its base catch rate, how many moves you have left, and if you're using a Pokeball or a Great Ball. And sometimes the Great Ball has even extra power to catch the ball. That's and cool. The other day, I just caught Zorua, which is has one of the lowest catch rates in the game. Like its base catch rate isn't even registered by the game. Like it goes, it has multiple like different areas where it will show you the numbers. It was still in the question mark area, wow. which is kind of funny. But I managed to catch it finally. Yeah, um, like, I I could maybe play Pokemon Shuffle because I have a tablet, but it's a really bad tablet, and I really I my my dad got it from work because someone had left it there for like six months and his boss was like you want it take it so he brought it home and started using it but whenever you turn the wi-fi on like the touch screen essentially becomes uh it just stops working like you can't like you can tap it all you want nothing happens and it worked one day and then it hasn't really worked since but if it worked properly you know like i could do pokemon shovel Heck, probably even Pokemon Go, but... Yeah. Yeah, and I'm at level 60 right now. Um, I've caught every Pokemon up to level 59, and I've S-ranked everything up to level 58. Well, I haven't S-ranked 56 either, because that's a Buizel, and... uh, It's Buizel and Ivysaur. But the Pokemon don't evolve in this game. You're catching them... And you're also catching their evolutions. I mean, I have the Gen 1 starters up to their second evolutions, and then I go over to the expert category, and I could potentially go up against Venusaur, Blastoise, and Charizard. That kind of sounds like Pokemon Pinball. In a sense. The game for Game Boy Color. In a sense, it's kind of similar. But it's, it's fun. It's a great time waster when I'm waiting... In between classes. Hell, it's even a great time waster when I'm in class. Oh, yeah, I bet. College (laughs) college people. Gotta love college. Well, it's bouncing between that, Fallout Shelter, Power Rangers Dash, and uh, Z Fighters, which is a Dragon Ball Z-based game. No. Something I know nothing about. Power Rangers Dash, if you saw my recent tweet, this is on, well, Thursday's tweet, because we're recording this on a Thursday. Yeah. Um, I just got the Mercury Ranger from uh, Operation oh, yeah, Overdrive, uh, and I got him by spending because you spend the in-game currency, you get like these purchase points, which you can use to. It's like rewards points. You get that you get ten for every purchase, and then once you get a hundred, you can get a set, like another purchase. I got him through the purchase points, which cool. is really rare. Because it's both gems and rangers between C and S rank, and I got him. But hmm. and the other day I just I got the samurai gold ranger and he's fantastic. It's just <laughs> I need to add one more gem to him and he'll be perfect. Because he can do a triple jump. He's fast and it's it's a lot of fun. But uh, now I, you're digress. Going on a rant. <laughs> I digress. I digress. <laughs> I digress because it's time to move on from mobile games. Because that's something that I can do, but 
most people don't. Yep. I could, if my tablet would work. But... Yeah. You know, it is what it is. And now we go, like, somewhat full circle to what we talked about at the beginning of the show. Hold on, let me get my sonic screwdriver out. Um, I wonder if you guys can hear that. Yeah, I can, I can hear it. Okay, that's probably being picked up then. Um, we have... Is it, do you want to do the recap or the thing below it? I think news first, then recap. Okay. Um, so while, while I was trying to figure out what we were going to talk about, because I'm going to let you know there was not a lot. There was not a lot. Yet somehow we've gone 45 minutes. I blame myself. Um, tangents. Tangents galore. Yep. Um... The 10th Doctor and Donna are coming back in audio drama form. Which and, happens a lot. I mean, we have yeah. we have them coming back for audio dramas, but this is cool because I actually found that 10 and Donna were the best, like, sort of dynamic pair. Yeah. Like, Clara and Capaldi are very similar in that vein. With their dynamic. Honestly, I would say they are similar, but with the roles reversed. Yeah, no, that that's why I mentioned. It. I say that it's similar, but I'm not saying it's like exactly the same. Well, cause, yeah, because I feel I feel like Capaldi is more like Donna, and Clara is more like ten. Ten, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Where she's I, smart but still somewhat goofy. I whereas, love Clara. I love her. She's whereas great. Capaldi is like kind of strict and over the top which is what Donna was like I, I was deciding whether or not to throw you know to start to talk about it but it kind of goes into I watched um because of the ep- the new episode we got I rewatched 12 and 13 of series 4 which had all of like the 10th doctor's companions coming together to get the 10th doctor there to stop the Daleks from essentially destroying reality in itself the end of time yeah and uh well no it was reality well that's the name of the episode though the name of the episode is the end of time was it it's the one know where I... it's the one where rassilon comes back right where no because the... no? i know uh the first episode where it happened was lost planets <gasps> That was one. That was the episode where they're like, the planets are disappearing. Why are the planets disappearing? Oh, they're not just disappearing from now; they're disappearing from time. Oh, wait, yeah, because the end of time was a special unto itself. Okay, and I then I I don't know what the episode after that was. I forgot what the name of it was. It was series four, right? Yeah. Okay, let me just after after Lost Planets. Let me just look that up then, real quick. Um, um yeah, because it was fourteen episodes plus one supplemental. Um, so episodes 12 and 13, I believe, um, let's see, scrolling down, scrolling down, uh, Stolen, okay, so Stolen Earth was 12, and Journey's End was 13. Journey's End. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, okay, yeah, I probably should have just looked at my tweets, because I hashtagged it. Um, but yeah, Donna was very over the top. Like, um, when the Earths were, when the planet, when the Earth was first taken, and... The 10th Doctor is like, I can't do anything about it. You know, he, they, they found the Tandoka Trail. They, they follow the bees. They get to the Medusa Cascade. 
And he's like, I can't go any further. This is the end of the line. And Donna's like, no. No, don't do this. No. Please tell me. Oh, my God. Please don't do this. And it's like, you said no. Please no, like, 20 times. We get it. You're upset. A lot of us will be upset, too. But you're just, like... Like, they spent, like, two minutes doing that. And it's like, it's over. We get it. You can stop being exaggerating now. Like, it was just very over the top. Like, can we just please move on from this? It was... And, yeah. it, it made it even worse, because literally the Tenth Doctor was a statue. He was leaning up against the wall, blinking, no smirk, no smile, no frown, no nothing. Just staring blankly off in the distance. While Donna's like, no, please, no, please, no, no. Oh my god, no, please don't do this, no. And it's like, okay. Because he Move knew on. what he needed to do. He he didn't want to do this, but it's something he had to do. Well, I just... Because the other thing was, he didn't show any emotion. Like, after he's like, oh, that is a fearsome technology. And like, the Earth. The planet he has been defending for years has now disappeared. And he has no way to get it. And he shows no emotion? Like... He showed, like, the emotion he showed in his first episode with the Sycorax, he showed a lot of emotion there. I mean, it's like, who are you? I don't know. You know? I mean, that was, like, a kind of over the top, but it was funny. That's, that's what his doctor was. But it was still, like, the emotion. And for him to show absolutely no emotion whatsoever... To the, the planet just disappearing into an area he can't reach I didn't agree with that well, and I just feel Donna showed a little bit too much emotion as far as exa- exaggerating yeah but that dynamic though in audio form might be fun not not what you're talking about but like their first time they met or when he she actually became a full-time companion. Yeah. The fires of Pompeii come to mind, and I really hope they address that at some point in this season. It'd be kind of cool if they, like, redid that, because by the looks of the article, they're just rehashing some of the scripts they did for the show, and then doing those in audio form. So it, it kind of begs the question, if they redo Pompeii, I wonder if they're going to get Capaldi back. That would be interesting. Who knows? But, I mean, in terms of Doctor Who news... Actually, we do have one more thing to talk about. Because... Oh, yeah. Speaking yeah. of our favorite impossible girl... <laughs> Clara Even though we fi- didn't mention her at all. Or I barely. Yeah. Well, we barely did. Clara is leaving Doctor Who. She's going to work on a drama, I think. About, like, a queen. She's moving on to bigger and better things. Yeah. But which, you know, it's just, which is fair. I mean, that happens. Billy Piper kind of blew up as an actress after Doctor Who. And she a singer. Was, she was a singer first. Well, her singing career blew up even more. Yeah. And, and I, we I, had... I, um... I, I feel like British and Japanese media are the same. Because well, they're very ha- similar. Because they're... you could... You can have someone who's not really well known be be a part of something like Doctor Who. Like 
one of my perfect examples is uh, uh, Hero. I forgot his I forgot Masahiro something something like that. I can't remember his 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 uh, family name, last name, whatever. Um, he played Tendo from Kamen Rider Kabuto. Uh-huh. He was he was really a nobody in the acting world, and then he played Kabuto, and after that he took off. Like he was one of the most popular actors in Japan at the time. And I feel like this Doctor Who does the same thing. You take someone who you don't know if they're going to have the talent to act, and then you put them in the show, and all of a sudden they're like, look, I've been doing this for three years. I think it's time I walk away and let somebody else take the shot. And then they leave, and they become huge. Yeah, I mean... Um, Jenna Coleman was in um, Captain America, the first one. Jenna Coleman was in Captain America? I believe so. I'm going to double check myself because... um, That tapping you hear is him frequently tapping his keyboard. Or his... uh, That was the mouse pad, pad, yeah. (laughs) Because webcam mic on laptop. Which I discovered the last time. Oh, I've discovered yeah. it sooner than that. Jenna Coleman, Captain America. She's Bucky's girlfriend, I believe. She was Connie. Um, in Captain America, the first Avenger. Portrayed by Jenna oh, yeah. Louise she Coleman. Was. That was a YouTube video. Yep. On a date, on a date with Bucky Barnes to the Stark Expo. Yep. Yeah. So, she's done yeah. that, and she's done a lot of other things as well, British TV wise. Oh, and that is so weird. The reason why you can draw those comparisons is because um, the Japanese do take a lot after the British in terms of pop culture. I mean, just look at Goanger. The cross-dressing in Goanger is a direct parallel to British humor. And with stuff like Monty Python and their cross-dressing. <laughs> but, yeah. They also, they also had the big wigs, didn't they? Oh, no, that was Tokuger. Tokuger had, had the big wigs. Yeah. And one of them was, like, the white, like, curled... Sort of like you think the the judges from yeah. back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but let's see, getting into the episode though, Clara's yeah. last couple episodes. I mean, it's sad to see her go, but it's she's been on the show for she's going to be on the show for like two and a half years. That's kind of a long time for a companion. I mean, it's about as long as uh, Amy and Rory. Yeah. Or even Rose. Rose, well, I'd say two seasons and then some two. special appearances. Yeah. And that, but really like, I mean, that's and... why the 10th the Doctor had a lot of companions, only because he had Rose for a year, he had Martha for a year... 
and then he had John interchangeably. Yeah, he showed up a couple times, and then you or had Jack. Don, <laughs> That's what I meant to say. What John Barrowman? Yeah. No, Jonathan. A nickname for that is Jack. So, I mean, it works out. I just, see, I never heard that before. But, yeah, yeah, well, I mean, John F. Kennedy, go get him, Jack. I never heard that. No? Yeah. yeah. History nerd! Hey, <laughs> shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Me yelling at myself. Um, but, I mean, she has bigger and better things planned for herself. I mean, oh, yeah, she's Amy and huge. Rory did, too. I mean, um, Nova... In Guardians of the Galaxy, Rip Hunter in, well, first reference in The Flash, and now in um, Legends of Tomorrow, Arthur Darville's off well, to that, do so. Well, we also don't we don't know what he did over in Britain either. He was on a show with David Tennant called um, Broadchurch, which was adapted oh, yeah. here last TV season as uh, Grace Point. David Tennant yeah. playing similar roles. Um, it was a very, very boring cop drama. I only watched it because David Tennant and uh, What's-Her-Face from Breaking Bad. I don't know. I didn't see that show. Um, the mom, or Walter's wife from Breaking Bad. But that's about it for that. So, going into the episode, I have to say it was one of the most fun season openings I've had in a while. I don't know if I would use the word fun exactly. Okay, I mean, well, I had fun watching it. I mean, don't get me wrong, Missy made it made it a little fun. But, you know... <laughs> well, you know, with the plane stopping, I'm like, wait, did the Roidmudes actually freeze the world? <laughs> See, I didn't think of that at Drawing all. parallels. Well, you know, me drawing parallels to everything. But... The doctor's <laughs> entrance in the fight with... He goes to an axe battle with a figurative axe on a tank. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I have to stop you for a second. You, you brought up Drive? Yeah. I, I just drew a parallel that now I really want to see. Go for it. Roy Mutes equals... Cyberman. Well, I mean, it could explain Chase. How freaking crazy would that be? I mean, it, it's a parallel, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, if it's it's not the, exactly the same thing, but if it's the Cyberman close. could take human form. Yeah, I mean, like, you could say, like, um, upgrades to They're the Cyberman, where they... They're prototype they, roid mutes. Yeah. I mean, huh. e- either that, or you could, you could, yeah, you could say the Cybermen were proto, uh, the proto, uh, prototypes to the Roymudes, and you could either say, um, "Damn you, Beltson!" Okay. It could either take place in Drive with saying, "Oh yeah, prototypes to the Cybermen." Yeah, okay, and then you know, it could literally th- that whole thing with the prototype. Uh, Cybermen to the to the Roymudes, it takes place in either uh, either universe, mm. and that's that's hilarious to me. And now I really want to see it. 
<laughs> a common Fan artists rider, get onto it. A common rider drive, uh, like crossover with Doctor Who. Could you imagine? Like Doctor Who shows up in the drive world, and he sees Roy mutes, and he's like. Cybermen, you know, and then like Drive shows up and he just like looks over and he sees Shinosuke transforming into Drive and he's like, What the hell is that? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that'd be hilarious. So getting back to the episode. Yeah, I'm sorry. I ha- I had to say that. It was <laughs> oh, like no, in no, my head. No, it was it was brilliant actually. <laughs> Quote the doctor. Because um, you said the you said the Roy mutes, and then all I was thinking was, wait, mm. they're kinda like Cybermen. Oh my god. We do get to see Unit again, so I mean Yes, that was so great. They're I, still I as incompetent as ever. Yeah. And I, like, I have to We I have can't to, get the doctor. I have to say how awesome like Clara is in this episode just for the fact that um when she goes to unit and like she gets literally in front I think it was cause doesn't isn't unit like base inside of like Buckingham Palace yep so like you see Clara riding on a motorcycle. There's a dude out in front of Buckingham Palace. Sees her drive up on the motorcycle. Says no word to her. Doesn't make her stop. And just waves her in. I'm like, could you imagine? <laughs> like, just being waved into Buckingham Palace as if it was just nothing. <laughs> well, I mean, she is the Doctor's companion. She is the most. Yeah. Im- she is the second most important character on the show. If not think- the most important character on the show. Do you think she remembers going into the Black Archive? Does anyone? Well, I mean, she went into the Black Archive, but you don't know if she remembers it or not. No. Probably, they probably won't ever mention it again. Unless they we know the doctors knew about it. Yeah, no. So, I mean... Uh, not entirely sure. That might be another question for another day, once I get some time to dissect it properly yeah but yeah. give me about it's... three hours and i'll come up and i'll come up with the a theory that can be scientifically sometimes be proven math majors i'm not even a math major i'm just a geek <laughs> actually no i feel like because like i i've we're going on a lot of tangents here but this is my last one i swear at least for this segment anyway um i saw the debate on nerd geek Geek, I feel, is me, where I'm like, I'm not stupid, but I'm not like crazy intelligent. And I'm like, the nerd. I, I I like a lot of the the geek stuff, the superhero stuff. That's that's my thing. Whereas you like that stuff, but you're also a lot more smarter than I am. So like like you go on the whole math thing, the history thing. That's you. That I would consider you a nerd. In the broad scheme of things. I can see either, that. Either that, that, or that. Either that or that fine line in between both. Granted, my girlfriend calls me a nerd on a daily basis, so it makes sense. <laughs> but she does it with love. When I do it, it's just because I hate you. Lovingly hate me. <laughs> lay off the puns and I'll love you more. I can't lay off the puns, bro. The puns just come to me naturally. Especially with with the second half of the show. You're going to hate me. Oh, God. But 
I mean, the episode ends on a cliffhanger. Davros is back. Hi. Yeah. He's not dead. Yeah. Well, yeah, because that's the reason why I went back to watch the other two episodes. Is because I was like, wait, didn't he die? But technically, we don't know what happened. Because he's like, I can save you. And then he's like, I will call you the destroyer of worlds. While decayed scours in the background. And then it everything just kind of crashes down. And it's like, okay, well, he, we just kind of assumed he died. We don't even know if Dalek Khan died either. Could you imagine if they throw that in there too? Dude, I don't even know. It's just going to be insane. And, I mean, it leaves us on a cliffhanger. And I still can't believe some people actually think Clara and Missy are dead. I know. You, you know, the, the first thing I saw, okay, when Missy was dis- quote-unquote disintegrated, you know what I thought of? One, you don't, that doesn't happen. Daleks you, don't do that. You get hit you, by a Dalek beam, you just collapse on the floor, you're dead. Exactly. The Cybermen are the one that disintegrates you. Because if you needed proof of that, just go watch the two episodes I talked about. Because the Daleks try to kill the Doctor. They shoot the beam through him, but then he just collapses. Or He doesn't disintegrate. Or you go to the last episode, the finale of series one where Rose absorbs the power of the TARDIS and we see Jack, Captain Jack, get hit by the Daleks. Yeah. That too. I mean um, now he's just going through the rinse die repeat yeah. cycle over and over and over again. And, if uh, you watch Torchwood, that's a fun show. It's very dark, but fun. Um I'm still surprised well, season five's not gonna be up on Netflix because it's uh not BBC owned. Uh-huh. It was owned by Cinemax, I believe. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, when I when I saw Missy disappear, I'm like, does anybody else remember what she said about the vortex manipulators? Because when she she just because again in my head I'm like she disappeared though. You don't disappear when you get killed by the Daleks. You just collapse. And then her, as a Time Lord, she'd be able to regenerate. So then they'd have to shoot her again. Well, we don't know the extent at which a Dalek beam's effective. It, either it just does a one kill, or it might even be powerful enough to kill a Time Lord. No, because in the... both hearts. In the, well, in the episodes 12 and 13... Uh... The tenth doctor was shot by a Dalek, and he regenerated. That's how we got ten two. He healed himself enough, filtered off all the rest of oh, it into the right. hand, shot the regen, and then that was it. And that was that he used up regeneration, a regeneration cycle, to heal himself. And then that's how he got ten two. That's right. Okay. All right. So if he shot Missy. Or if they shot Missy, then she would have gone down, but she wouldn't have died. They would have had to shoot her again or During do something her, to try and kill her. While she's regenerating, because if you yeah. shoot her, if you kill her again while she's regenerating, or stab her through both hearts and cut her brainstem, well, that's bye bye. that's that's just going a little too strong, even for Daleks. Well, yeah, Daleks are uh, one shoot to kill, and if they don't kill, they get mad. Well, you <laughs> and know, then they just as, keep shooting, as Daleks do. They just go crazy. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, when, when, as, even when I saw like Clara died, I'm like, 
Does anybody remember what she said? That their vortex manipulators were connected? So Missy was somewhere, probably watching. And when Clara was about to be shot, she activated the vortex manipulator. So Missy and Clara are together right now. Where? Doing what? We don't know, but they are together. Figuring out how to save the Doctor. Because even though the Master slash Missy tries to kill the Doctor, she's still his best friend. Yeah, that, that, that whole thing is weird for me. If you know the history between the two of them, they were best friends as kids. Um, they And at the Time Lord Academy, they both looked into the schism. And... Oh yeah, it that's right. Made the master crazy. Oh yeah, it gave the, him the the, drums. the bum 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 bum, which yeah. is actually the heartbeat of a time lord. Yeah. For those of you who aren't really researching that nonsense, it's just the heartbeat of a time lord. Um, but, and that's why, that's what kind of drives him to insanity, and sort of makes him evil slash misunderstood. Yeah. But... How he tried to take over the world twice. Succeeded technically once. More than that, if you look at Old Who as well. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, if you look at Classic Who as well. That's true. Which is what I'm, yeah, drawing all this from. I haven't watched much of Old Who. I mean, I've caught some Tom Baker episodes when they were airing on BBC America... As I was messing around on my DVR the other day, that was fun. Ugh, fourth Doctor. Well, I know there's some on Netflix. Yeah, certain stories are there. Um, it's just a lot to get through because it's fifty some odd years worth. And oh, the, yeah. the movie with the Eighth Doctor isn't even on Netflix. Fuck you, Fox. Fox owns it. Fox was the one who made it. Wow. It was an American made movie. That's interesting. Fun fact. Yeah. Because I do know I do know they tried to make an American Doctor Who. Yeah, well that didn't work out so well. Which I would actually love to see. Like a Doctor Who special where they somehow get spun into a different universe where they find a doctor who is an American or like not British. Not, I should say, not UK oriented. There you and like, go. And, and, That's and like the word every, you're looking for. And like everything takes place in America rather than like UK, British area. Yeah. I'd like to see that. Because then you could get like a really famous, like, I've always said Alton Brown would make a good doctor. Hmm. So that would be interesting. I mean, there'd be a lot of people who I feel would make good doctors. Idris Elba. Yeah? The first black doctor. First American slash black doctor. Is Idris Elba that. even American? I don't know. It's a very good question that I'll ask my phone. Hey, phone. <laughs> Is Idris Elba American? Should have done. Should have did Siri. Hey Siri. <laughs> Siri is Idris Elba American. Oh, he was born in England. Okay. That doesn't work. That does not work at all. I'm trying. I was trying to figure out who could be a good female 
American doctor. I don't know. I might just go ask my my friends over at Toku Ladies about that. Because I know... Because they might have some ideas. Meryl Streep, I feel. If you wanted to go for, like, an older doctor, Meryl Streep, I think, could be a good older female doctor. And we can't have a podcast without a car driving by. Oh, I've had, like, four motorcycles drive by and a couple cars. So. Well, yeah. But... I think that's it for now, at least. Yeah, we could spec. I could speculate for another hour, just thinking like who would be a good American doctor. Follow John on Twitter if you want to listen to his speculations. I I don't know if I'll go off on a tangent about it for that. Like I tend to go in the moment until you stop me. (laughs) Yeah, well, someone has to be the voice of reason. Oh yeah, and I'm glad you are. Or else, like I said, this would be you know a three-hour part. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. So, that's going to be the end for the geek area. Um, the song you're going to hear, I'm going to tell you this now, is a song I've had stuck in my head for the past three days. I'm not going to tell Sean what it is, because he'll have to listen to the podcast to figure it out. God damn it! So... But, yeah, you guys will get to listen to that song now, so have fun getting it stuck in your heads as well, and we'll be back after the break. Let's do this. 
Hello and welcome back. We're gonna do this live. We're doing it live, damn it. We're doing it live. Things are happening. We got breaking news. We've got. <laughs> I got my Energem stuck in my Dino Charge Morpher. Which I said, that's what she said. Thank you, audience. Clapping. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, he's trying to represent. That was a dumb idea. He was trying to represent Chase and put his Energem inside of the Dino Morpher. I have the Dino Charger. I could have just done that. Yeah, instead he put the Energem in there, which he probably spent a good amount of money for. Yeah. Uh, and the reason why I said we're doing it live is because I'm 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 gonna level with all of y'all. We have literally nothing to talk about for this part. We can recap the last two episodes of Dino Charge, and then after that we have literally nothing else. The only thing that because I will admit we go by Toku Nation, talking Toku, you know, good podcast. They mention us, we mention them back and forth. You know how it is. Um, we go by them for our news. And I'll, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I'm not a toy person, and that's what they tend to do, and that's okay. That's them. You know, Jordan kind of goes a little haywire with toys, and, you know, Chris kind of does the same. Um, and that's fine. They like toys. They like the action figures and all of that. I don't. Sean does. But, you know, I don't. I'm not, I'm not. I'm fiddling around with my stuff. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I, I like roleplay. I like roleplay toys. I used to have quite a few uh, rider belts. I even had quite a few um, Power Ranger and Sentai devices as well. Okay, I got it out just a little bit. Like uh, I had, I had all three of the the Deca Ranger ones, the main license, the Deca Master license, and. Uh, Deca breaks. I used to have all three of them, but throughout time, I I lost my job, so I, I can't I couldn't buy anything anymore. And I figured, hey, people could probably have better homes for these, so I sold them. I had the double belt. I had the Deca driver. Um, I had the Deno belt. Oh no! I just scratched the plastic. <laughs> um, I had a lot more Sentai and Power Rangers than I did Rider. Mostly because rider stuff is very expensive. If not just for the base thing, for the gimmick. Um, like, I only had... As far as, like, double, I only had... I had the I had the double driver, and then the memories that came with it. I didn't buy the, the trigger. Trigger. I didn't buy the, the heat metal staff. Or the metal staff, whatever the heck they called it. So, I only had the base ones. And I... The only the only other driver I really want, even to this day, is the Lost Driver, because that's cool. And then I want like the T two of uh, Joker, Eternal, and Skull, because it comes with Skull. And then I want Eternal, because the Eternal sound effect for the transformation is awesome. Plus the I always like the actor playing like the special actor playing a writer, but also does the song. For that rider, like how they did with Grand Prix and uh, Sango, how he played Sango, but then also did the song for it. They did the same with Eternal. They also did the same thing with Skull, too, now that I think about it. Nobody's perfect. Gaim. Oh, yeah. The well, yeah. Escalation and, uh, that's, uh, to me, that's different. Cause that's, that's like main show. You know, but whenever you have like a movie and having, you know, the, the movie song sung by a writer, you know, the guest starring writer is cool. 
Because character songs are always a thing. But to get, like, the special guest sing a song specific to that movie is cool. Ha ha! Success? I got it. Successful. Success. So I did scratch it a little bit, and now there's a bit of a scratch on the actual Energem itself. Oh, that's And not... some paint was lost. That sucks. You might be able to fix it if you get a hold of the guy who made it. Well, yeah, I got in touch with him about redoing, like, what paint he uses. Yeah. So, the paint apps, so I can reapply the paint. There's going to be a small scuff on it, but... Or I could just trade it out with the one my girlfriend has. What color does she have? She has the same color. Oh. I just would have. I'm just gonna trade it with her once I get it repainted. Well, she's listening to this right now, so she knows that if hers has a scuff on it, she knows what happened. She doesn't actually listen. You liar! No, she doesn't. Well, no, you lied to me. I thought she would, but she's currently busy in a show. Like stage show? Like a theater show for school. And oh. she's also working and being a college student. Like, So she's she even more busier than you are. Yeah. <laughs> and that's quite busy. So busy I can only watch like four episodes of DECA every two weeks. Yeah. Well. And that's just on the off Saturday. My hands are now really black. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Is that the first time you've sworn on this podcast? Oh, no, I've sworn a few other times. I like it when you swear, because every time I do, I feel guilty. Well, I... Because I got a hold of a paint pen that was sort of the same color, and I didn't... It didn't stay on that well. Well, yeah, it was a paint pen. (laughs) I don't think that's supposed to be permanent. No, it was. I never Um, thought paint pens were supposed to be permanent. There's still paint coming off of it. That's not surprising. So, alright, I'm not doing that anymore. So yeah, we're, we're going to have fun with this half. Because I don't know where this is going to go, I'm not going to lie. We're about ten minutes in and I finally got it out. Yeah, really, I mean, we're only just, you know... <sighs> seven minutes, 45 seconds-ish. Yeah. I think I did a good. I think I did a good job stalling. Well, <laughs> I can stall. Yeah. And the energems weren't really meant to go into these. If anything, they kind of fit better in the Gabu revolver. Oh yeah, because I can guarantee it's because the uh, the Gabu revolver has a bigger like um, a bigger hole. That's what she said. Um, <laughs> you and the sexual innuendo, yeah, buddy. Because uh, the the um, the an- the what the heck are they called? See now now I don't know what they're called. I've been saying Energems and Dino Chargers all year. Judenshi. Judenshi. Yes, thank you. The Judenshi are bigger than the Dino Chargers. So the, they're kind of like so, double A batteries. Like they're bigger than double A batteries. Yeah. So if you the, had uh, if you had a Gabu revolver, you would easily be able to put the Energem in the Gabu revolver. You may even yeah. have to worry about it, like... I feel bad now, out. though. Because this one's now slightly ruined. Just hope I don't tell your girlfriend on you. Yeah, how would you get in contact with her? Facebook. Oh, shit. Da-da-da! <laughs> I, for- 
forgot that was a thing. I yep. even damaged my Dino Charger, my Dino Charge uh, Morpher as well a little bit in the process. Alright, we're almost ten minutes in. I think it's time we actually talk about something. That I'm going to make sure the electronics work, too. Alright. If that wasn't enough, we're just going to keep going with this entire demo. And it's all sound. Blah, 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 blah. So All right. bad. So bad. Now that we got that out of the way, we can actually get onto the show that this is based off of. Yeah. So okay. since our last you po- go. since our last podcast, there's been two episodes that have aired. Episode one ele- that episode eleven breakout, episode twelve night of nights. Well, episode twelve being accidentally leaked by Nickelodeon on friend of the show Kickback's birthday. No, they watched it live. Not episode 12. They watched episode 11 live. Oh. Episode 12 was leaked. Oh, okay. Well, we're talking about it anyway. Well, yeah, because episode 13 airs to... No, it's the worldwide day of play, so you guys can catch up. Yeah, so we'll have one episode next episode. 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 (laughs) Unless it gets spoiled, or unless it gets, like, not spoiled, but leaked again. Because that's happened how many times now? Well, almost every episode has been spoiled. It's been spoiled, but leaked in terms of being leaked. um, In English, at least. No. Because I think Latin America is now caught up. Like, we've caught up to them. Except the French. And then the French are like, No, we will go on with what we want. And then we're like, Okay, thanks, French. Yeah. But yeah, Breakout is the episode where we finally get to see Ivan in the modern world. And can I just say, I was so happy. I watched um, Andre the Black Nerd. Mm -hmm. He did a special recapping the episodes and giving his thoughts. He had the same exact mindset I did. With Tyler automatically thinking out of nowhere that it was his father who was captured by Fury. Dad? 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 You're not my dad. Yeah. Dad? It's like, dad, what, what, evidence, in the face. what evidence did you have that that was your father? Besides the fact that you have a picture in the book of Fury and you know your dad disappeared. That's all he knows, but for some reason, he pushed all of that into one pile and said, that's my dad. Well, also, we don't necessarily know how many people Fury may or may not have absorbed. Because they might have been absorbed, but the gold energem is only associated with Sir Ivan. And the gold energem was what gave Ivan the power to, quote, break out. Yeah. So. I mean, I guess it's possible. I mean, Tyler's dad is going to show up. We did. Someone spoiled the pictures. Well, I haven't seen those. I'm glad I haven't seen them. Don't show me. Well, it's the same guy who's in the picture. Well, yeah, I kind of assume. Well, didn't he die? No. So, no, he didn't. I thought. 
it was either you or somebody else. Someone said it to me, and then I said it to you. But I guess I was... That person was wrong, so I was fed wrong information that fed wrong information to you. Well, good. I'm I'm glad he didn't die, because, you know... Well, first of all, because and a human being dying, but, you know... People are speculating he's going to be silver. Well, if they go with the Kyoduger route, he will be. So, and depending or not if he's Who knows the first, at this point? We don't know if he's going to be the first silver. Is Keeper going to be the first silver? And then somehow... He can't hold it anymore, so then he gives it off to Tyler's father, and he becomes silver. Will we get a flying bird? That no. would be interesting. Torin's not going to come around. Could you imagine if that's like Keeper's evolved form or some shit like that? <laughs> it's it's his ultimate evolution. Oh no, Keep Keeper's evolving. Dun 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 dun. <laughs> press B. Dun, press B. Dun, press dun, B. Dun, dun, dun. Duh. Oh, he evolved into Torin. Da 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 da. da. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. I feel like we're losing our minds. Yeah. Well, that happens when you don't have much to talk about. But except Coda once again comments. steals the episode until Ivan shows up. Because I mean, it's like what? Philip's like, what were you born in a cave? No. Born on Mammoth Hunt. Mother couldn't make then, it to cave. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. Yoshi, you rock. Yes. I'm serious. He's, not, he's I, probably not going to yeah. listen to this. But if he somehow listens to this episode, my God, Yoshi, just... Uh, like, Yoshi, best part about this if you're listening this show. to this, let us know so we can have you on. Because I would love to interview you and talk to you. And I'm pretty sure John would too. I mean, oh yeah, goes without saying. Well, to kind of go on a small tangent with that, I was talking with Sean while I was watching Linkara's RPM videos, and I was watching it, and he was showing like an intro shot of one of the episodes while he was talking, and I saw the name John Telegan show up, and I'm like. Why does that name sound familiar? So I went to Twitter and I typed it in. John Telegan, a writer of Power Rangers, follows me on Twitter and has been following me for a while. And that blew my mind. Because it's one thing for an actor, but when a writer follows you, that's a little different in my opinion. And yeah. part, part of me, and I, me, Sean even kind of agreed to be like, hey, I wonder if we could get him on here talk, you know, get, maybe get some questions from people, because I know, like, I'm sure, like, Chris might have questions, uh, Eric might throw some questions, maybe they can help us get some other questions in, you know? Uh, Tommy, the one listener that communicates with us on yeah. Twitter, he might. Tommy Brevard, I think his name is? Yeah. Um, I don't know if I could do that, I don't know if my anxiety issues could deal with that. Like if it, like I feel like if we ever did something where we had to like contact someone to see if they wanted to be on the show, that would be you. Give it up to the social extrovert. Yes. To do that. Yes, because <laughs> I am a social introvert. Uh, and just just contacting them would be like, oh my god, oh my god, I'm sure he's just gonna look at it and he's just gonna be like, what are these dumbasses? What do they want with me? 
you know, and then uh, just all of these scenarios in my head with like, oh my god, why are we doing this? Get the shit away from me! You know, going for like full diva. Yeah. Even though they could probably be like the most awesome person in the world. Like, oh yeah, sure, sure, I'll answer some questions or something like that, you know. No, <sighs> okay, no, tangent over. It, it would be fun. <laughs> Moving back to the episode, though. Yeah. Um, we get to see the Dino Stretch Charger. That was fun. The, just, the what? T-Rex just... The Dino Stretch Charger. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that was the Brontosaurus. Charger one. number 16. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. I actually have that charger. Do you really? I own that charger. Yeah, it's in my collection somewhere. Where is it? Let me see. Uh, okay. Moving along while I open yeah. up my lock bag that has my... Uh, no, it's not in this one. Uh, <laughs> it's not in the lock bag because that's where the base... It, it, the it was base funny. Five. It was funny seeing that because I one of the things I feel like they haven't done in this show is experiment with the dino chargers. Like, they're not selling the toys properly, in my opinion. Um, if you watch Kyoduger, then you know shortly after Ian, who's black, joined the team, he... They spent, like, an entire episode, or, like, half of an episode, being like, hey, what does this dino charger do? He activates it and then shoots it at Nosat. Who's blue? Just yeah. Well, I'm just saying it for people if you don't watch. Kill you. I, I think I found it. Uh, let's see. Let me just test this out. Goddamn cars! Yep. Charger number sixteen. Diplodocus. I have the fossil version of it. That's cool. I had to walk away from the computer for a little bit. Yeah, I, I heard you walk away. That's why I kept talking. So, so I, I can find... Because I, I have my it. ranger keys and my extra um, chargers elsewhere. Because I've got Ammonite, Diplodocus... Um, why isn't this one charged up? Uh, you know, I... I Dinosuckus? Or Dinos Grander? Dinos Grounder, yeah. Um, for Cure Muger. And then I have... Uh, Iguanodon. I don't know which oh, one wait. that was. Uh, Iguanodon was number 18. And then I have 14, which is Styracosaurus, or the Triceratops knockoff. <laughs> and then I've got my Ranger Keys, but that's not important. But yeah, like... Oh, and a little Noble One from Halo Reach. <laughs> don't was know it, why that's in there. While, while you were away finding it, I was just saying that they don't sell the toys good enough and how in the one episode where they got Ian he uh they essentially spent half an episode going through the chargers like hey or the Judenshi like hey what does this do he activates it puts it in the gun and shoots it at Nosan and that's they they did that because they're like we don't know what these do we might as well figure out what they do now and then they went through like almost all like all of the ones they had had so far they went through them and saw what they did and that's selling toys and they're not doing it in this show. It's just sort of like they pull it out of their ass. Like, hey, use that one thing. Okay, they pull it out of their ass and then they well, use it. Kendall's like, hey, um, I just developed this new charger. Uh, here you go. I don't know what it does, it's but not... here. 
uh, I just did this for some weird reason. So, yeah. um, and then it's like, then she mentions in the battle, hey, uh, you should probably use that new thing I gave you. It might be helpful. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you what it does, but, you know. It's not I, as bad as Gosei just handing them powers. It's like, oh, good job, Rangers. You ate a cheeseburger. Here's the legendary power of the Zeo Rangers. <laughs> because they loved cheeseburgers. I was gonna. I, I was gonna say you get the power of the White Mighty Morphin from that one episode where the like the the monster went into a stomach and then just made him just eat profusely. From, <laughs> I don't se- even know from season point. three, I only know that because of uh, Linkara's videos. Yeah. All right. Now that I found that I, out, that I have the Dino Stretch fossil charger at least, which doesn't do anything different. You know what time it is? Morphin Tis time. Tis Morphin time. Tis Morphin time? <laughs> I actually posted that I was when I was watching the episode, and I was like, like well, for, first of all, I kind of don't like... like The one thing that Dino Charge did that I wasn't really happy with was, by the looks of it, Kendall did not make the Morphers. It was just like, hey, you activate... Well, see, also that begs the question as well of, of um, oh no, he hasn't gotten it yet. That's right, that doesn't happen yet, never mind. Um, like, why is it that you get the Energem and automatically the gun unlocks? Like, it just appears. How does that happen? Because in Kyoryuger... grid technology. Because in, in Kyoryuger, it was just the Dino Chargers, and then the dinosaurs were like, hey... We think you can be good enough, therefore you can be a ranger, and unlocks the gun. Like, they have, like, the white stone-looking gun, and then the t- the, the dinosaur is just like, yeah, okay. I, I think you well, can be a good ranger, and then unlocks it for him. Headcanon theory time. Fury had... Not Fury. Uh, Keeper had several millennia to connect the Energem energies to the Morphing Grid. If anything, the Energems were already connected to the Morphing Grid in the first place. Or as RPM likes to call it, the Biogrid. The Biofield? Yeah. Biofield, yeah. Um, so, Fury, not Fury, I keep saying Fury, Keeper could have gone in and tinkered with the Morpher, Morphing Grid to give Morphers. Now, when Coda got his Energem, he was frozen in ice, so Fury, uh, Keeper, again, trying to almost say Fury, because like, Fury's, Fury is shorter <laughs> to say, and I keep thinking Jungle Fury, for no reason other than because RJ knows someone who knows someone who works in the Morphing Grid. Yeah. Who actually was Cam, by the way, I believe. I believe More it was than Cam. Likely. More than likely. But <coughs> Keeper didn't see the necessity. But when Ivan connected with it, he's like, he connects it kind of with the times. Which, well, then, to to be fair, he may because it was like eight hundred years. So I mean, he could have connected. He could have connected with you know bonded with the Energem. But it wasn't until the future that the Morpher showed up. Which also brings up the point with 
How the hell did he know about the Morpher? Like, did he just think, hey, I want a Morpher, and then the Morpher just appears? It could be that, or because since he was in Fury, this time I got it right, um, he might have actually seen the Rangers with the Morphers. Or, but see, because the Energem bonded with him, and he had 800 years of just it, its energy being connected to him in some way, shape, or form, that it gave him the knowledge to know that Rangers more. I don't know, there's some plot holes. It, well, right, right now there's plot holes, yeah, but I mean they could be answered. I don't know. They might not be because it's Power Rangers, and you know how many plot holes they have in one season. More than I can count on my fingers and toes. Yep. Combined with me. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but it, it doesn't... I don't know. It also could have something to do with the mentality, like, I don't know. Because <laughs> it doesn't, in a normal series, they would already have the first five powers created, and then the next powers would are, would be created later on. Yeah. But all ten were already sort of a thing, and hooked up to the morphing grid, in a sense. Fury could have been trying to access that. Yeah. With the giant with the dino chargers. With uh, just the one dino charger through Ivan because Ivan still has the energy of the Energem course through him. Yeah. But who knows? Keeper might have just been like Oh, he needs a morpher? Uh, I'm not going to make him a gun because he's a knight. Uh, here you go. <laughs> it's a wrist gun thingy? Yeah, I, I don't think he needs a gun. I'm going to give him this wrist thing. But for the hell of it, I'll just throw in a laser beam anyway. Because that, be, that might be the only explanation is Keeper was like, okay, so I have nine guns and all this extra crap. Oh, I have ten guns. Oh, wait. An energy bonded with a knight. Knights don't use guns. Uh, do some messing around with that. Some that. Make it look like a pterodactyl. Beautiful. And then when silver comes around, my explanation's gonna be, you know, he's shiny. Let's spray paint it. He's the silver ranger. Let's make the gun red and blue. Well, if, <laughs> if anything, the red would represent Tyler. <coughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but I He drives a blue car, so that's why it's blue. <laughs> I do have some gripes, with, though, with Dino Charge. Only, actually, one. The Hot Shot. Yeah. I'm Every supposed episode, to be the Hot Shot. What do you think of this Hot Shot? It's like, okay, we get it. And the dad? 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 Yeah. Dad? Like, dad? T- Tyler's got major daddy issues. It's almost as bad as Finding Nemo. Oh, I know. Um. I will also say. Also, could do without the fight talking. Yes. 
But, I mean, that's, again, that's always been an issue with Power Rangers. It's like, they don't know when to shut their mouths. Like, oh. and it ruins epicness, too. Like, could you imagine if in, like, Dino, and not Dino, in, um, in Kyoduger, like, when they had all ten fighting, and then the music kicked in, and then they're all fighting and stuff, and you you hear like kings shout out the equivalent of something like "I'm getting a kick out of this" or something like that. I mean, like some some of them kind of shouted like an attack, but that's an attack. That's different. Xandar Thunder. You know, yeah, something like that. You know, like and like he like I think King like charged at someone and like yelled out like "Gabatier punch" or something like that, which kind of makes sense. But that's all they said. And no, it, yeah. <sighs> oh, like, and there was also the two different mottos for when they're morphed. With courage and might, ready to fight. Or dinosaur might, ready to fight. Just pick one, Tyler. Jesus. <laughs> well, like... You're confusing the children, man. Like, I'm cool with them having catchphrases, but sometimes the catchphrases they come up with are just really dumb. With courage and might, ready to fight's cool. Dinosaur might ready to fight's cool, but just pick one. Jesus, <laughs> you're confusing the children. <laughs> I I just don't like the rhyming. Like it doesn't need to rhyme. I mean, like, it makes it it's catchier. a kids show. Everything has to rhyme. I, I know. I realize it makes it catch catchier, but eh. yeah. Oh, and Chase's confusion throughout the entire episode was fun, too. Just his confused face, like, what? 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 Yeah. Like, especially after the whole daddy incident. Oh, yeah. And then watching Everybody Ivan, just like, Ivan's like, tis my time to morph. And just... Yeah. <laughs> tis morphin' time. I love that. It was so great. That's next episode, though. Oh, is it? Yeah. No, it's not. No, he says, "'Tis my time to morph in this episode." Oh, okay. And then um, we hear the morpher go, "'Gold Energem, engage,' um, which was why I was testing that with my Dino Charge morpher to see if my thing would say, Did you really engage. think it would say that? No, I'm joking, obviously. Okay, I was gonna say, I'm like... I'm obviously joking. <laughs> if you think I'm serious about that... You might need to go back to school and learn sarcasm. I know sarcasm. It's just the kind of <laughs> way... My sarcasm's very subtle. Yeah, that was very subtle sarcasm. <laughs> it would it's be my interesting. specialty. I it, love it. It would be interesting, though, if uh, when he made the uh, the Energems, if he did that. Put, like, some sort of circuit board in there. But then, of course, Obviously. you'd have to put the circuit board also in the... Uh... Dino Charge Morpher. Yeah. You'd yeah. have to put, like, the prongs at the end of the the Energem for it to work. Yeah. Oh, and Riley. We saw him logic be logical in the past few episodes, but then he's like, Dude, don't. The Megazord's evil. No, Riley, you dope. <laughs> it's evil because it was controlled by Fury. Yeah. Dummy. Uh, like, like I said, this should... Power Rangers always has the habit of taking two steps forward and, like, ten steps back. You, you think it's going to be, like, smart and innovative and, like, you know, 
an actual like halfway decent, and then just like something happens to bring it all the way back again. Yeah, and then Ivan must have been listening to Fleetwood Mac because he goes his own way. I'm sorry, music pun needed to happen. <laughs> it took me a second. I'm like, <sighs> I had to remember the song, but I got it. I I do song puns <laughs> all the time. Well, I'm in radio. That's all I do. Well, <laughs> I'm kind of in the same boat, so. Okay, so that's Just kind of the end of the boat. that episode. So moving on to night after night, we get a new opening, which date shows Ivan. Yay! Added the Gold Ranger because he was supposed to be a part of it. Well, I mean, they revealed him last episode, so you wouldn't have expected it to happen then. Well, but this time the, around... It's, it's just the point of, like, everybody's like, Hey, they've added gold to the main theme. Well, duh, he's in the show. I just, as a note, it's, oh, cool, new opening. I mean, they didn't do that with Star Ninja for forever when he was part of the well, show. Well, that was technically different, because he wasn't actually part of the team. He was just sort of there and sometimes fought with him. It wasn't until the grandfather was like, yeah, okay, you could be my student. At that point, he was officially a part of the team. Yeah. And the episode continues on. Fury gets his backbone taken out, which I think was the funniest thing ever. Yeah. He's like, oh no, get him away from me, get him away! Plays into the episode later, and it, it's... This episode was fun in more ways than just one. And that rhymed, and I did not intend that to happen. I, I just remembered a line from uh, Andre's video. They turned uh, Fury into a cowardly lion. Mm-hmm. They turned <laughs> him into a scaredy cat. Yep. Um, show and tell to the base. Tyler's still being all, Dad! Why is he not my dad? Dad angst. And she, Ah, dad. He has more dad issues than I do. That's kind of sad. I, I, I can't comment on that, because I don't... It's a story for another day that I have yet to tell. Okay. But it's not really a bad story. It's just... Eh, I haven't gotten around to it. Uh, Ivan still is like... I'm still going to go my own way, guys. Thanks for hanging out with me. Maybe we'll meet again sometime. Bye. And, and of course, Shelby's like, I ain't having none of that. I'm in love with you. Come back. No, she's in love with Tyler. Well, yeah, because she did mention that he had a typo in his journal. And then Coda's there just, like, reading. Like, he does. I'm pretty sure he doesn't really know how to read. Probably not. So he's just shaking it, and it's... Once again, Yoshi steals the show. Yeah. I show you Bronto Burger. I feel like, I feel like he is the no-son of Dino Charge. Like, not well, yeah. even just because they're both blue. No, no. I From the five episodes I've seen of Kyoryuja, I can pretty much safely say that they're very similar in personality, and I think that was done on purpose. Dude, you need to watch more of Kyoryuja. Once I get done with Deca Ranger. <laughs> Watch more, damn it! I'm working on it. Oh, we get another hotshot mention, which still pisses me off because I'm like, "Come on, dude!" Like, I feel like they first did it as to be like uh, a nod to Kyoto, 
But then they just continued it over and over and over. It makes again. me feel like I'm watching Transformers. There was a Transformer named Hotshot. Oh, okay. Way back in the day. When I was a child. When and I... you were a much older child. Not much older. Okay, slightly older. <laughs> like five, six years, I think. Yeah. Oh, and then more backbones are taken. Except Furies looked like an actual backbone. The others just looked like normal bones, like dog bones. Like unrealistic bones. And that irked well, me a little bit. It's I it's not it see it's not an actual bone because if he actually took out their backbone, they would have been paralyzed from the neck down instantaneously. No. But even Fury's was representative of a vertebrae when his was taken out. But well, they to be fair, they're probably also using the props from Kyojuger because that essentially the Kyojuger episode was the same thing. But when he first goes into chase, it's like, oh wait, that's your funny bone. Sorry, wrong one. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. I'll, I'll that, admit that was pretty good. I saw that coming though. I didn't. <laughs> so. It's kind of a, a stable one. It's like. I'm going to take something from you. Wait, wrong one. Wrong one. Hold on. There we go. <laughs> and then we get the greatest team up of all time. The Knights of Amber Beach. <laughs> Which, if you don't already know, Morphin Legacy already has a t-shirt up for that. Really? Yeah. I want to buy their shirts. Because there's, there's a Chase one that says, uh, how about you take a squiz? And it has a picture of a kiwi on it. <laughs> That's good. That's good. There's another one that has the same kiwi, but it says "hot shot" underneath it. Ugh. <laughs> but <laughs> crossing guard, magician, electric scooter lady, which those three got backstory as to why they're part of the team. But then we get a tuba player and a referee. The tuba player, the the referee, I can kind of see because a referee is in control. Of the game, so he probably saw him like blowing a whistle and everybody stopped what they were doing, and he thought, "Wow!" In the same vein as the crossing guard, yeah. But you the just tuba stopped player? all those people. Yeah, I don't know the tuba player. Maybe he thought of him as like a bard. I guess. I mean, yeah. that's the only logical thing. <laughs> I don't. I have no idea. I really um, don't. And then you know. Because monsters, they all run away. Yeah. Except for the scooter lady who's scootering away at a very slow <laughs> speed. And Ivan's like, wait, wait, where are you going? Well, looks like I'm by myself again. Uh, so I just want to point out, I don't remember who else pointed it out, but the guy who played the crossing guard was um, uh, RPM Yellow's butler. From RPM, Really now? Obviously. Yeah, same guy. Hmm. He was probably from New Zealand, and he probably tried out for the part, and they gave it to him. Yeah, no, that does make sense. Uh, they're more likely to hire New Zealand actors for one-off extras. And I, I don't remember who it was. I was, I was, I was watch, I was like watching my Twitter feed, and someone said that they were hoping that when they gathered all the knights they would have gotten a slow like a slow-mo walk to epic music and then he's like and they did and i was happy <laughs> <laughs> that was by far the most fun part of the episode yeah 
Like, I, like I'll admit, I tend not to like that goofiness, but that was pretty funny. Because it's Ivan. Yeah. You don't expect that level of goofiness from a stoic knight. So when it's coming from him, it's just like, this is just legitimately funny without really any reason. And then, you know... And then they all ran away. I wrote down Keeper comes to the rescue and does some mentoring. Oh yeah, he does. He actually does some mentoring. He's like, he just took the representative of your bravery, blah blah blah. Which, well, there's your Kiryuja reference for the day. Bravery. Oh, bravery. Yeah. I thought of that too. I was like, bravery. Oh, okay. I got you. I didn't even mention that in my notes. I just thought of it right now. Yeah. And then they're like... Yeah, okay, let's do it. And then their backbones just fly into them magically because the power of bravery, true bravery, or some nonsense like that, saved them. Dino cycle splitting, which I we don't usually get to see the dino cycle splitting and attacking. Well, see, it's funny because we don't see that in Dino Charge. Because in Kyoduger, it's actually two dinosaurs that, like... Um, the way it worked in Kyoduger was that it's two individual dinosaurs that connected you, by the charger. Or yeah, you, you know, Judeci. brave in, throw it, and then they would combine together to form the bike. Whereas in Dino Charge, it's just a bike. They did do it once, though. <laughs> there was one time where they did do it, and it became the bike from the two parts. I don't remember where, but it was before the season break, mid season break. I think so. I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong, I just don't remember. And then it broke apart and did some fighting of the Vivix. And then, here's your line. Tis morphing time with the full team morph. The full that, six so people good. morph. And we get to see Ivan in his morphing sequence for the first time. And I, and I will admit, they do kind of go with the Degozaru from Kyoduger. It's just indeed... Because <laughs> I, I think after, after they defeat the guy, they say something, and then he's like, indeed, or something like that. Well, he says monster vanquished. They say monster extinct. Yeah. Playing off the dinosaur pun, and then him playing off the night pun. I like vanquished and then better. Right off the bat, we get Dino Drive Gold in the Megazord. Oh, I know. And uh, he has more than three Dino Chargers. It's just like they keep spawning into his uh, belt. It's like the one to morph. And then he puts the two in. And then he puts a third one in for his final well, attack. Well, that's, and then, what, that's what he did in Kyoju too. Yeah, it's just a weird little plot holy thing for me. Because I, like, I feel like they have five total. One to transform with. And, and then, then four, four in the buckler. So then, especially for him, so he has three he can put in the the sword, and then a and then one to one, summon the mega sword or the yeah, mecha. One, one to summon the mech, yeah. Because yeah, it's just the the U.S. toy only has three, and it's only shown them with three in the show mm-hmm. as of right now. But I know the buckler, the mo buckle. It holds five, but the dino tri- uh, the dino charge buckle doesn't. Well, yeah, because again, everything, anything you can think of that happened in Sentai, like toy wise, shrinks, and like completely, like if you, it's like a dumbed down version of. As the I'm Japanese holding a dino toys. charger in my hand. Well, yeah, because 
Like, like I said, the Dino Chargers are smaller than the Judenshi, thus why your Energem got stuck. If you tried it in the Gabu Revolver, it would have slid in and out of that like nothing. Like hot dog down a hallway. Yeah, and now I slightly ruined my Energem. Yep. Actually, it's not too bad. I mean, it's only on the bottom part, because the magnet, it's like on the bottom part. The magnet's up at t- on one of the ends, and it's on the other side of the inner gem. It just sucks that it's on the front-facing side, unless it's the other way around, and the magnet's face is facing forward, then the scratch is covered up entirely. I just have to repaint it. That's all I have to do. So. Right. I think we should move on from Dino Charge, because we're at well, we have one, minutes. Well, we have one more thing, though. One more thing. We get we almost get the full story of what happens, and then the burger. Oh yeah, and then the burger. The and burger. then he runs with Coda, make it a double, getting his fries, and that's the end of the which, episode. Which is funny, but he wouldn't know what making a double is. Just unless saying. Coda mentioned it to him. He might have off screen. We don't know. Okay, so Overall, I don't really remember much. Yeah. Oh, overall with Dino Charge, it's it's all right. I'll continue to watch it, but it, I, I I I will admit I don't agree that like oh my god everything's great you know you know essentially everybody who watches Dino Charge has everything is awesome circulating in their head with pictures from Dino Charge. I don't agree with that. Like it's not a bad show. I'm not I mean gonna say it's a it's great a horrible show. It's it's actually good, and I don't regret watching it. Oh yeah, like I said, I'm going to continue watching it. I like watching it. I just don't think it's it's not it's not as good as people are saying it is. Exactly, but it's, it's good enough that it's in my top five. I, I I just feel like we people are blowing out of proportion how quote unquote good Dino Charge is just because how bad the past four years have been. Rose colored lenses. Yeah, it's like we've had shit the past four years. We well, get a half funny. decent season, and automatically everybody's like, "Oh my god, this is the greatest thing ever!" And I'm like, "Not really." Funny you should mention it. Uh, the guys over at Talking Toku in one of their three final episodes had this exact same discussion. Really? Yes. In, the, in their latest episode? In their latest episode, which you which still you can, have yet to which, listen to. Yes, which you can find on tokunation.com. I'm totally calling you out right now. <laughs> oh, so yeah, that way I'm if sorry. You forget, if you forget, I also, kick back, I, I'll kick your butt. Yeah, I'm sorry, Chris, if you're listening to this. I'm sorry, I haven't listened to it. I've been meaning to I've been meaning to listen to that in episode 51 of uh, Ranger Command Power Hour. I've oh, God, now Eric's going to get on your case, too, because... They have a special episode coming out this weekend. Actually, today, when this airs. Yeah, well, hopefully it comes out on Saturday. Well, sometime around then. If it didn't come out today, it probably came out yesterday. Because I tend to put these up Saturday or Sunday, depending on what goes on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. T- tonight's Critical Role, so it's not going to be edited tonight. Tomorrow night, I might have a and d campaign I do. So unless I edit it before we do D&D, it's not going to well, be edited until Saturday, which means it'll go up either Saturday or Sunday. If I didn't have to work Friday, I would have offered to edit it. 
Yeah. I did last time. And you're like, no, we I should, got we it. Sh- we should do a special. You know what? Our next special episode, I know exactly what it's going to be. We're going to do a Let's Watch of the Cho Ayu Sai 2015. It's essentially a concert. But in the beginning of it, they do a small stage show. I'd like to watch the part where they do talk shows and stuff, but we can't because it's not subtitled. So, I'm going to upload that and we're going to watch okay. it. Okay. And then we'll do a let's watch of it and then you can edit that. So look cool. out for that. And who who knows, maybe, hey, uh, Chris, a.k.a. Kick, kickback, if, if you are listening to this and you'd like to get in on this... Let me know. Buzz me on Twitter. Buzz Sean on Twitter. One of us, you know, we can poke us. Go go nuts because I know how much you love music too. Yeah. Okay. So now that we got that out of the way, Deca time. I'm continuing on four episodes later. I'm enjoying it. Bond still needs to shut the hell up, and That's Sen kinda... is still my favorite character. Yes. That pretty much narrows down Decker Ranger. Bond the, needs to shut up. Sen is best character. And we had the episode where Umiko tries to be Jasmine, and the announcer guy. That was the only time I appreciated him. <laughs> the rest of the time, I just really want him to shut up and stop telling us that Jasmine's an Esper. Yeah, we already know that. I, f- I feel like if you're on episode twenty. And he says, Jasmine's an Esper, and you're like, wait, really? Then you have not been paying attention to the show at all. Oh, dude, I'm on episode 19, and he's still going to say that. Yep. To be quite honest, and we, yeah. we're I'm at, inching closer to where I can possibly watch a movie. One of the, the movies. Uh, oh, the... I think it's the Abba Ranger one. Abba Ranger crossover. Uh, I don't. I don't remember what. I don't remember what episode to watch that at. It's like. That, well, I have it set up in a playlist. It's like after after episode like twenty one, twenty two. Okay. Well, and then the other movies like between thirty two and thirty three. That's the actual like decoration. Like the actual movie, movie like the yeah. summer movie. Oh, I really want you to watch the, the Magic Ranger movie too, the Deca Magic Ranger movie. I do have Magic Ranger on the list somewhere. Because um, you know what, Michael Riddle, Solaris Knight on Twitter mentioned it to me. Um, suggestion: swap Kyoyuger with Magiranger, because Magi Decoranger and Magiranger are two of my most favorite seasons. And when they f- that was like the first team up I had seen, and it was amazing. And I still watch it sometimes. And I get to see Beatbuster again. Yeah, as so, Magi Yellow. So my suggestion is after you finish Decoranger, watch Magiranger. Okay. Because then we can, maybe we can, you know, this is going to be down the line, so who knows how many more episodes we'll have of this, but we can do a less watch of the the team up. Because I, I really want to see your reactions to a lot of the things that happen. Well, isn't our next less watch going to be the 10 years after? Oh, um, Deca? Well, that's definitely going to be a thing. That is most definitely going to be that a thing. That might happen before we do the other thing. Probably, because I might actually have time when that comes out. Well, be- believe it or not, it comes out in November, right? Or no, late October. Two weeks. Two weeks. Oh, you know, something like that. So I and mean, it's not going to be subbed for another month and a half. So we're good. Well, I don't know. That depends. 
Because Overtime's been doing Decoranger. So if they're like, hey, we're doing, you know, 10 years after, just keep, you know, just, you know, keep in mind we haven't finished the season. So if you're going to watch it, you know, tread lightly. But, yeah. Yeah. That's going to suck, though. Oh, man, because I want to watch it. You can go ahead and watch it. I might. That's gonna because I I really want to watch it, but I want to watch it with you, and I want like for because I I want to watch it really bad, but I also want to watch it with you for the first time to get like first reactions. If I have time Sunday, I might just go on a binging spree and then try to get as much binging done through the next couple weeks. It's don't, gonna be like, tough because of the school schedule. Yeah, don't stress yourself out on it though. I'm not gonna stress myself over it because, well, now that every TV show is starting back up again, it's gonna get hard for me. It's getting really hard for me to even catch up on Walking Dead, to be quite honest. And that comes back in a few weeks. I'm caught up on everything else except Castle at this point. That's six episodes, and you know what? I can wait on Castle. I, I can get my Nathan Fillion fix later. Just play Halo. Yeah, basically. <laughs> play Halo, watch Fly, Firefly, watch anything else with Nathan Fillion in it. Destiny, because he's in that too, apparently. Hmm. But yeah, moving along from that, so not much has changed with Decker Ranger. I mean, it's growing on me. Doggy's costume still freaks me out <laughs> because I'm still used to SPD's doggy. I, I like I like Decker Ranger doggy more because he looks like an actual dog. In SPD, he looks like a lizard dog. He's got no fur on him. Except for that crap that you call, like, braids or something? On yeah. On the back of his head? Well, yeah. I still just think it's a... It, when I first When I first saw, as, like, uh, Decker Ranger's uh, doggy, I had nightmares about that. Because it scared me. Decker Ranger doggy or SPD doggy? Decker Ranger doggy. Really? It caught me off guard. I was watching Gokaiger, so figures. Ah. But, yeah. It's growing on me now, so. We'll see. Eventually I'm gonna meet Decca Break. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Possibly. He should be there soon. And now we get into some more daddy issues. Because apparently Ninja just has so much daddy issues. Oh, okay. I was like, wait, Decoranger with daddy issues? What? No, Ninja. I mean, Drive Week took care of daddy issues. Daddy issues are no longer a thing. Oh, yeah. Well, technically it wasn't really daddy issues. It was, uh, it was more of like, you killed my daddy issues. You killed my father. Prepare to die. <laughs> Man, I love using those references. Yeah. And most of the time it just goes over people's heads. And I'm like... Did you I know not I... watch movies as a child? Princess Bride. I knew that. Well, I, I know you would have gotten it. My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. <laughs> Prepare to die. Prepare to die. Yeah. So, we get more dad story because it was kind of teased that his powers were taken away by our resident fox-faced ninja evil monster boy weird thing. misgendered thing 
that no one can seem to agree on. And we get a board game. Really? I don't even want to know. So, the yokai this time around is another one of, um... Kueman's ninja students. This time, a rhino. You'll see the pun in a bit. Because he says... He makes rhino puns based off of his name, like... Rhino, oh no you didn't, or something to that extent. Which, my pun, rhino puns, so bad, I'm rye done. (sighs) If you get that Pokemon reference, you now have a virtual high five from me. There's a Pokemon by the name of Rhydon. (sighs) Yeah. Um, So the yokai makes a magical door to get fear from children. And they go in and they play a board game titled Ninja Board Game Definitive Edition, coming to PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Sorry, anything with Definitive Edition just makes me think coming to PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. It's DLC. Exactly. We figure out that Gramps feels like it's his his fault that um, their dad lost his powers. They play the game, even the ninjas do, to follow the children, and they figure out that they're playing through their dad's memories. And uh, the kids are trapped towards the end in a void of nothingness where this is after the dad loses his powers. You lose your dreams, you're out of the game. Um, They split up into two teams first. So it's uh, Nagi, Takaharu, and Kinji for the first group. And then Yakumo and the girls stay back. And... For some reason, they land the uh, Yakumo and the girls landed on a space where, since they failed, they have to go back as many spaces as they roll. So they were able to leave the game and go get the dad, while the other boys were trapped at the end of the game. And they bring him. He has no memory of what's going on, because his memories were erased once Kuimon stole his mentality. So they bring him through the board game, blah blah blah, blah blah blah, and then dad becomes the inspiration. And Yakumo uses his magic, and then the ninjas fire, and they create Rainbow Road, Mario Kart. Alright, moving along. They beat up the monster, he grows big, and they go into their, their mega, their mecha, um, King Shur- uh, no, Shurikenjin Hao, or Hao Shurikenjin. Whatever the giant tank mecha is, yeah, I, I don't it. know. Um, and then this guy, this guy, this guy, he just starts talking about the history of board games. And everyone's just sitting there going... <sighs> yeah, that's typical. The, and the, they let him talk for a little bit. And Yakumo's like, um, excuse me, Takaharu, uh, shouldn't we do something about that? And they take him out before he finishes explaining anything. See, in, in a more serious Sentai, he would have been talking, and then someone would have just said, Shut up! And then they would have killed him. But because it's Ninja and it's a funny one, they just sat back and let him talk. They let him talk for a brief moment, and then Yakumo's like, Let's take care of him. They do, and he's like, But I didn't tell you the history! This game's not over! Blah, 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 explodes. And then someone goes along the lines and says, So I guess Yakumo doesn't have that much of a uh, attention span now, does he? <laughs> Oh, and um, this whole time, Dad, at the beginning of the episode, was talking about chicken. He's making fried chicken for dinner and uh, says to Grandpa, Hey, why don't you stay for dinner? 
and Takaha- and then they're all talking, and they're like, yay, it's glad that Dad figured out his memories. And Takaharu was about to say, I'm about to get fired up. And one of the girls tells him, no, you have to be quiet. So he goes sprinting outside the house. Sprinting. Of course. And yells it. And then we see the preview, like, the ninja girl for the next episode. Which we get another yokai. He's- also, I, I, I want to go back to that that episode. When you said Rainbow Road... All I could think of was, go for it! Go! go. Oh, you were thinking Tokyuger. <laughs> yeah, I thought of Tokyuger. And then you went Mario Kart. Yeah. So, Ninja 30. We get a black ant-based yokai. Who's another student of Kueimon. Which, anytime he says the word can't, it's ka-ant. Of course. Because puns. Well, you you don't know if that's uh, the character slash show, or, or that overtime. might be the sub. But yeah. still, it, it's a pun, knowing, and I hate know, it. Knowing overtime, it was probably overtime. Um, and then the ninja we saw in the last episode actually knows Takaharu. They grew up together, um, and then he says, "Oh, I could never outsmart you. Outsmarting? You couldn't even outsmart a twig, Takaharu." Yeah. I agree. He even said himself he's not, he's the dumbest of the group. The rest of them are hiding and being weird because, you know, that's what they do. And then we see our good old friend, Ruji's Blue Buster. Ruji's back. Ruji's back. Except <laughs> as a ninja and not Ryuji. Because like, toku he, actors. I think it would be hilarious if it was the same character. Like, could you imagine if it really was the same character? They just did, like, they didn't bring it up in this episode, but then, like, in a team-up or something like that, they look over and go, hey, character name, what are you doing here? And then he just, like, you know, he pulls the whole, like, grab the clothes and pull them off, and it reveals him as the Blue Buster. He's like, I was infiltrating you guys so I could figure out if you guys were a decent enough Sentai team. Or could have pulled the whole Roymu thing. Yeah, he kind of looks like me, but we're not really... The same person. Eh. Or, you know, like Space Sheriff Gavin, um, what, the original one, and then the two Sentai. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Denji Blue or whatever. Denji Blue and, uh, Battle Kenya. Battle Kenya, oh, no. yeah. Ken- was it Kenya? Yeah, it was Kenya. Yeah. Could have been something like that. But then we, f- we find that he he's a little off, and Takaharu shows off to the little kids. And he's he says his line, and the kids aren't—they're not phased. They just look at him like he's crazy, because you know that's what normal people would do. Yeah. Um, Kasumi searched him up on her not iPhone using not Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they fight a weird beard man. I don't remember why. But then there's actual plot, and not silliness. Um, there's not much else that happens with the episode. Um, the it turns out that the ant guy was possessing uh, Ryuji, and then um, Mecha Battle. Except it's King Shuri Kenjin and Lion Hao separated. And then what I've noticed the past couple episodes is that when the the yokai dies. There's a giant or a tiny cog shuriken that's just launched out of them back to Kueimon. 
don't know what that's supposed to mean, but it probably plays something into the very small, thin veil of a plot. Oh, and the preview for next week's episode, Ninja Hide and Seek. Yeah, sounds about right. This show is just going downhill, and it was already downhill. Actually, it's kind of roller coastering at the bottom of a hill. It's hitting a few speed bumps where it's actually like good, and then it's like, oh wait, this is this is Ninja. this is a crap show. We have to go back to being a crap show again. Okay, and now onto something we both actually watched: the yep. penultimate and the what's before penultimate episodes of Drive. I can't remember what it is three episodes before. I watched a video on YouTube about it, and I can't seem to remember the word. Wait, for... Like, what comes before penultimate? It's like, ultimate is the last episode, penultimate's the second to last, and then there's the third to last. I don't know. Google! Yeah. I didn't even know there was a word for it. Third to last. The word is anti-penultimate. That's the word. Okay. I guess you learn something new every day. I learned it in another video somewhere else. I don't know. But... So, 46. Again, with the people dying. This time in quicker motion. And then the fight. The best ending fight to end all fights. Eh, at I least disagree. in drive. At least oh, in drive. For, for for drive, yeah. That's what I'm. That's what I'm meaning. Okay. Go finally realizes that he has a friend in Chase, which beckons the Toy Story reference. You have a friend in me. Yeah. Um, and then Chaser mock because toys. Hey, just side note: Did you set your DVR for? Heroes Reborn? No. Well, it's on right now, so... Well, you're on the East Coast feed. I'm fine. Okay. Once we're done with this, I'll rush over, screaming my head off. (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) Freaking out my entire family. (laughs) But... Mach... Like, Go transforms into Mach after being... Well, no. He's already still Mach. He gets knocked over... Gold Drive walks away, and then he's like, pure hatred, rage mode, I'm going Super Saiyan, or, as Digimon would say, I'm going digital, because (laughs) everyone's going to be digitized later. And then he gets up, and then Gold Drive's like, what? What are you doing? You should be dead. And then Chaser Mach, which was really cool. Yeah. And then the Zeo theme song started playing in my head. Why? Stronger than before. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, and a DBZ Fusion reference. Dragon Ball Z Fusion. Yeah, yeah, I could see more of that. Fight's pretty dark. I mean, we have Chaser Mach going around faster than tight formula, which yeah. is fairly impressive. This is the fastest and strongest form out of all of them at this moment in time. I will get to that later. <laughs> Bono is just confused because he's like, wait, Mox weak. This isn't in the, the designs. What is this nonsense? Why can't I hold all these limes? 
He's just utterly confused. Just to put it in non-meme terms. Um, and then he does his whole, you know, oh wait, I'm just gonna summon your weapons for you. And freeze you, because I can do that. Because I have plot power. And then... Uh, you you remember the, the, the viral cores coming out, right? Chaser's viral... Machine Chaser's viral cores? They come out and, like, save him. And they, oh, like, yeah. fuse into the ride... Uh, the Chaser, um... Signal bike. And then you just see... Like the wings and like the like the everything just form on him, and then he's just back to being badass again. Yeah. And then and, he did, and then they did the rider kick, and then we had Ghost Chaser. Yeah. Chasing ghosts, booyah! Coming to <laughs> CW this fall. <sighs> the belt between left. you between you and another friend of mine, I am I am surrounded by too many pun people. <laughs> okay, and before I get off on what happens next with the go and stuff, because I wrote these notes out of order, um, we pan straight over to everyone else, the other three, and um, what? Okay, it's dinner time. Woo! Um, I'm, I'm not taking that out either. That's staying right in. All right. Uh, medic's left behind because for some reason she's just like, well, now I can't compensate for slowness, so I now must be slow and drag myself across the floor as you boys do something with your lives. Yeah. And we get a very unsatisfying fight where Heart and Drive get their asses handed to them, and Sigma's freezes the world. Everyone's just kind of like, I can't move. No, literally, I can't move, but I can still talk without my lips moving. Right. Because reasons. Because this wouldn't well, make any sense otherwise. Our I hearts are it, still beating. I, I think it was they were thinking, right? But they were conversing with each other. Gen and Reno were still conversing with each other. Were they? Yeah. They were conversing with each other while being frozen. Well, while it was happening, they were. But then once it took, like, full effect, they weren't. Huh. Maybe. Not entirely sure. But. <sighs> then we got people starting to digitize because, you know, we need more Mega Hex in our life. Yep. Because we didn't have enough of him six months ago. Or, like, nine months ago. Um, then we kind of get another sad death medic comes in and instead of healing heart she goes straight over to shinosuke and is like take my energy and well we because it didn't look like that heart was dying i mean he was weak but he wasn't dying it was shinosuke no, that's next that episode. was dying yeah <laughs> it was shinosuke that was at the time dying so, so she healed him using the last bit of her energy and then she just Gokigenyo. fades away. away. Like, her number doesn't explode. It just crumbles. Which is really weird. Because I'm used to them exploding. Even with Chase. Did brains explode? Or did it fade away, too? I think his faded away, too. Because I know his body faded away. 
Yeah, I think I think the number faded away too. Okay. And then that's the end of that episode for uh, Drive at least. We go back. <laughs> well, we we had Shinosuke channel his inner Bon at the end. He well, punches he, the ground and then just goes. Rah! He basically was close enough to go Super Saiyan. Yeah, he was. Like I was, I was fully expecting him to just like start screaming and then just automatically transform. Like he doesn't, you know, like put the trider on uh, shift car in and hits the button, or whatever. I would just expect him to just scream and then transform. And then he still had this white glow on him afterwards. Yeah, I thought that was cool. That was a cool little after effect. But then we go back to go. And Bono's driver's still alive, and he's like, haha, it's already begun, blah, 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 blah. And then goes like, oh, really? Oh, really? You see this axe I have right here? Yeah, it's gonna go in your face. <laughs> Pushes the button, and then Bono's freaking out, like, no, you can't do this to me, I'm your dad, blah, blah, blah. And then it says, go for it, and he's like, well, it, it said go for it. I know, I loved that. I loved that so much. Like, goes just like, fuck you, Dad. Fuck you. And kaboom. That was so awesome. It's like, you killed my friend. You're killing people right now. I don't like you. You're a horrible person. Goodbye. (laughs) And then that's it. And then he gives the dead heat shift card to Kiriko, which was able to power through the freezing heaviness that is time stop but it wasn't able to get through the triple heaviness that machine chaser put him through episodes back when machine chaser was still a thing Eh. you know nobody's really paying attention to that now are we i don't think so (laughs) no it's no one is other than me because i notice these things (laughs) Super observant. Hate it. But we get on to the quote unfinale. I call it the unfinale because it's really the finale of the story, but it's not the finale of the show. Yeah. Kind of like Gaim, kind of like Wizard. Gaim had that episode afterwards that was the let's tie up loose ends, and then we had the two episodes of here's the other writers, and look, here comes this flying orange. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Everybody wearing is, a like, puffy jacket. Yeah, that was it was bad, especially because we didn't get to I mean, like I realized why they didn't show like the transformation, but it was just like you couldn't have shown him in like civilian form and then like an explosion in front of him and then he transforms. It's like, "Hey, civilian form." He jumps into the portal and then somehow halfway transforms. Okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> And we get into this episode, and um, it's a cold open with Medic dying again. So, let's yep. see. We had the episode where Brain died, the next episode showing Brain died, then Chaser died, showing the episode where Chase dies. The next episode, we see in the right in the beginning, Chase, Chase dying. dying again. And then Medic dies in that episode, which the next episode has Medic dying. So, again. what, next episode we're going to get Heart dying? <laughs> again? They do, like, a small recap, and the last thing you see is heart dying again. You're just pulling on my heartstrings ah. here, Toei. But ah, we dude. have Trideron Drive, or Tribe Time Trideron all powered up. 
and you know Sigma's being an asshole, and then Hart just like picks up Drive and just throws him, because you know that's a thing that needs to happen in Toku. <laughs> and then by far the coolest thing to ever happen with Type Trader on. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Choo, choo, choo. Yeah. Every saw, single tire in existence fusing I, into one. I saw fan art of that where it was him in Tridron form with his left arm out, and it was just like every single tire on it. It's basically arms, what happened. Yeah. And, and the then it fused like together into a blinding white tire, which I like to call Omega tire because I like the word Omega. I would have called it the Omedic tire. Uh-huh. Booyah. Now, who's got the puns this time? <laughs> My one pun for the entire podcast. Yeah, but it's kind of sad that the series is ending and we still haven't seen the tire combination of uh, Grand Prix. There's like a few tire combinations we have yet to see and we're probably never going to see. Oh, yeah. Um, he, but before the tires all fuse, he's just like, Tires, attack! And they just start attacking Sigma, and then shit happens. Sigma's destroyed in like the first five minutes of the episode, and the di- the digitized people rematerialize. Everything goes back to normal. Woohoo! And Shinosuke falls out of a building. Yep. Coma time. Still no theme song. Black hole opens up, and so he's in he's in a coma or a dream. Black hole no, opens I, up. I, I know what this represents. Do you know what this represents? No. He is in limbo. The oh, black shit. hole represents hell. And then Ghost shows up. Oh, it's on your end this time. Huh, how, does it, how does it feel to be on that on your end? God damn it, my neighbor's riding his dirt bike down the street. Now you know how it feels. Oh, it's happened before many times. And now he's coming back down. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Go for it. All right, let's moving along. <laughs> but yeah, he's in limbo, and the darkness where the Roy mutes come out is hell. And that's when a ghost shows up and is like, "No, you go over there." And thus he goes into the white light, which I guess means going back. And then we see ghosts like kick ass for like a second, second. Yeah. and that was cool. A little ghost. See, I, hello. I feel like that's what that's all they should have done. Like, we don't need a special episode. Don't get me wrong, it's cool. But yeah, we, we got the advanced it. hybrid roid mutes and freeze, golden freeze come back, and I'm like... Yeah. I'm trying to figure I'm, out if golden freeze is still a Dragon Ball Z reference to golden Frieza, but that remains to be seen. Who knows anymore? Um, Heart saved him, rambled about roid mutes and Bono, and then he's, like, trying to attack Shinosuke, and Shinosuke just gets punched a few times few times he like several his ass. <laughs> and then we go back over to Gen and Rena and they're just shaking go and they're like go wake up go wake up and then he's just like doing that's gonna hurt me more you idiots yeah Kiriko finds the belt and Shinosuke tries to get heart to change his heart I actually wrote that in my notes uh, and Hart almost goes Super Saiyan to punch him in the face because I like making Dragon Ball Z references. Refu- <laughs> Shinosuke just refuses to transform, and then Hart's like, "Oh, ooh, ah, oh, my heart—it's giving out." 
because we all need more heart puns before he dies. And Shinosuke, he asks Shinosuke to remember them. And then, poof. Yeah. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust, he's gone. The last of the roid mutes. And then he marks the time. At this such and such time. 3.32. 3.32pm. The roid mute threat has been eliminated. And then he... And then... They salute. And I, I'm not going to lie. I was already kind of tearing up, but as soon as I did the salute thing, I was gone. He thanks everyone. Wishes Chase was back. Sad music. Goodbye. And then we get back to the um, the drive pit, and everything's there, except the ride boosters. Well, the ride boosters were probably, like, more underground. They were never in the drive pit to begin with. No. Well, you know... And then, you know, the belt is hanging out there, and it's. And then we see Virtual Krim take the drive brace, and then it's like, goodbye, Shinosuke. Goodbye, belt son. And then the, it was just very sad. And sad music. Go does what his, his best, and he just goes. Um, wanders off, chases stuff in tow. And Professor Harley. That was so good. I liked that. It was nice that he showed up again, but where the fuck was he? This entire time. He may have known that the Roymias were done, so went to the drive pit, and then they said he'd go left, so then he just went out to find him. Yeah, and then they had had a conversation, and then goes like, your driving sucks. I'm driving. And then I, I like how Har- even Harley at, at, after he said it, he's you know he's like oh now you're sad now you've said it you know I love the banter because I, I love it just how like you know high spirited it was yeah and then we see Shinosuke and Kiriko in a normal car which is a weird sight because it only happened one other time and yeah they get pulled well, over and what do you know. A familiar face. I'm not gonna lie. I was watching. I was watching this live. I was. I watched this episode live, and there's a chat that goes down there. It's sort of like a normal stream. And uh, as soon as the cop appeared, not like when he took the glasses off, when the sirens first went and the motorcycle like went past him to park in front of him, the entire chat was like. Oh my god, it's gonna be the guy he copied. So the guy Chase copied, and oh my god, it's Chase, Chase, Chase. So then he finally took the glasses off, and I was like, well, shit. I at first <laughs> thought it was Chase for a moment. Like, wait, Chase is back? Wait, no, no. And then we well, get Because to- <laughs> I knew it wasn't going to be Chase. I really wished it was, though. I like I, I assumed that if it ended up being quote-unquote Chase, it was gonna be the guy he copied. Which I'm surprised they never actually touched on during the actual series. Well, that's why they left it for now, because Chase is gone. And... Yeah. Yeah, and then we, you know, the theme song plays. Theme song plays, they drive away. And then we get the 80s montage of where they are now. Except for Shinosuke and Kiriko. Right. Because we kind of already know that. They kind of hook up and there's a kid. Actually, yeah, that's true. Because of the the future movie, we know that they hook up and they have a kid. We know that they end up together, but the future's changed at this point because Shinosuke fixes the future. 
do we know that? I'm just going to assume so. If I'm wrong, tell me that I'm wrong. Call me out on my shit, please. We're not... I mean, unless someone's read a synopsis of the movie, I'm not entirely sure. I'm still waiting for Ika Devil to put up an episode about it. He might not. Because it's been so long. Well, he's been busy. I mean, it took him a while to get the Grand Prix episodes out. But those came out, like, almost immediately. And he might still be editing the uh, the uh, Surprise Future movie. That's yeah, possible. But now we get to go, not on, a, not on a long tangent, just a small one, about the reason why I wasn't completely happy with the final episode. For one reason, and one reason only. We did not hear Kiriko call Shinosuke Shinosuke. Or just Shinosuke-san. Something. The fact that they've been through all of this, we know they're going to be married. I think, I mean, at this point, they know they're going to have a kid together. They did not have her call him Shinosuke. It was still Tomari-san. It's like, why? I hate that. I, it was it, it was the same thing, spoilers for you, at the end of Kyoruger, Ami and King get together. I already knew that. Okay. In the final Everyone episode, spoiled that for me. Okay. In the final episode, she calls him King. Not Daigo, King. And I hated it. I'm like, you guys are now practically in love. You know that you're, know you're going to have a kid from the 100 Years After special. Two kids, even. Mm-hmm. And you don't call him Daigo. Why? I mean, like, is is King just a mu- enough of a nickname? I guess but, so. Like, like, I can understand a normal conversation, but this is the guy that you thought had died. Like, they thought he died. And then he comes back. And the first word... You know, the, the first way, the first thing you can call him when he comes back is King. No, I'm sorry. That wouldn't happen. Yeah. It. Yeah. I, we still have one more episode, so there is still hope. Well, we also don't know if this the, the last episode takes place after. Like, completely after? Or, like, part after, part before? Well, for all we know, it's the final case. So it. Logic dictates that it's going to take place afterwards, but this well, is yeah. Toku, and well, Toku again, doesn't abide Chase. by logic. We saw Chase, and he's gonna he's gonna be there. Chase is gonna be there. Chaser is gonna be there. The question is: Is this before or after? Is this after, and they've gotten Chase back? Is it before in a flashback? And it's just really confusing. And it might just really... be a flashback, and it might just be driving ghost. Because it is titled "The Ghost Incident," which by far I think is the greatest episode title name. Yeah. Ever. It's a pretty cool. Name. It's a pretty clever name. Yeah. If I do say so myself. Um, but I don't know. We'll just have case. to wait. Well, gotta wait two weeks to hear from us. Uh, well, yeah, you got. Well, I don't know. I'll probably voice my own opinions on Twitter. If you follow me on Twitter, you'll probably see me say something. I might say some vague things about it, just to lead you people on, because it's fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm doing that on Tumblr right now with my 
reviews. It's like, yeah, the show's great. <laughs> well, why is it great? What's great about it? Oh, you'll find out. I'll say something about it later, because I'm busy. I have a cheeseburger to eat. <laughs> a, a Bronto burger. I finished Bringing it already. back full circle. There you go. I haven't even gotten my food yet. Uh, yeah, I was okay, waiting well, for the ending of the recording. Yeah, well, so yeah. we're gonna we're gonna finish the recording because I have to prepare for a very interesting episode of Critical Role. Which, if you guys again, if you have not watched Critical Role, I know this isn't really talking to Sean because I don't know if he's into that and he's got so much other stuff to watch. But if you're into D and D and you're into voice actors being goofy weirdos, watch Critical Role on Geek and Sundry's website. Awesome show. Uh, they're in a very sticky situation with one of the characters, and he might die. Nobody's happy with it except the actual guy who has the character who's just like, yeah, rock on, let's do this. All the rest of us fans and friends of his are just, like, on the edge of their seat hoping he doesn't die. Uh, I have to go prepare for that emotional journey. But... Sean has to go eat. I have to go eat, and I have to go watch some TV. I don't know what I'm going to watch. Binge watch stuff for the rest of the night. Yeah, I don't have school tomorrow, and I don't work until 4. Go for it. I feel like this is the message for today. It's go for it, either in the Tokyuger sense or in the Shingoax sense. But next time, we get one last little drive, a little bit of ghost, and then a full-blown ghost episode. That should be yep. fun. Oh, it will. I can't I can't wait. No, and I'll, then I'll we'll still have the disappointment known as Ninager. And we'll have one episode of Dino Charge. And hopefully we'll actually have some geek information, too. Because we didn't have any of this Well, week. in the next two weeks, Arrow and Flash come back. Yeah, so does Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. comes back on Tuesday. So at and least we ha- can discuss that a little bit. Yeah, and you can maybe talk about Heroes Reborn. Which if one? you want. Oh, thank you for reminding me again. <laughs> I keep forgetting! That's, that's something else you have to do, too. Is You have to go program the DVR for Heroes Reborn. I've got time. I've got two hours. Yeah, you do. All right. All right. So that is the end of the episode. If you want to find me, I am Funokamioka on Twitter. I also have a Tumblr, which I rarely ever use. I think it's like John Foo Snorlax. It is. Okay. Snor- the Snorlax part is a story for another I day. mentioned you in a post and you liked it. Oh, yeah, I did. And I got an email for that. That was weird. <laughs> I'm just going to start mentioning you in random posts now. <laughs> Get like 10 emails. Snarky Sean has mentioned you on Tumblr. What? Why? I don't know. I just did. Oh, anyways, and if you want to find me, I'm at Snarky Sean on Twitter. I am now the snarkiest Sean. I am now just taking that title and I'm going to roll with it. It doesn't Go even say it. my full name anymore. It just says the snarkiest Sean. This episode is now going to be called Go For It, by the way. I figured for it. And you have to spell it. You have to spell it like his name. G-O-U? Yes. We have to be the writers, rangers, and rambles on this name. Okay. Even though Drive and Tokyo were on at the same time at one point. I'm actually going to write that down now. Keep telling people where they can find you. They can. You can find me at Twitter, at SnarkySean. Find me on Tumblr. It's snarky dash Sean. Yeah, because some idiot took it without the hyphen. And that's snarky dash Sean dot tumblr dot com. I'm somewhere else in the social media verse. I don't know. 
If you really want to know, just bug me. It's not like I'm doing anything important. I really am not. Unless it's between the hours of 4 and 8 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time tomorrow. Then I'll be working and I can't use my phone. Woohoo. Well, well, you could use your phone. No. it's No, not allowed, period. Oh, really? No. They're very strict about that. Hmm. But, yeah. Thank you for Uh-oh. listening. Well, you, you're going to be working at Angels tomorrow? The parking lots around Angels Stadium. Ah, okay. Yeah, so if you're an Angels, you know, Anaheim, Los Angeles, Angels fan, look for Sean. If you see some dork in some black pants, that's probably me. Where are your Chase energy? I don't have the necklace. Ah, oh, you gotta get the necklace. Well, I will once I get my paycheck. And if it's still available. Because it's a limited quantity, and I'm really hoping he still does by next week. So that way I can get my paint and fix this thing up. Jesus. I'm not well, putting it back in there. It's no, not well, going back. Well, <laughs> no more ranting. We're done. All right. Thanks for See listening. You guys. See everybody in two weeks. See you whenever. See ya. Bye-bye.
Yeah.